0: What's poppin'? My name is Egro Travez. I am the host of the Floral Podcast, and today on the show, I have a special guest. He is part owner of Living Art Jiu-Jitsu in Willowbrook, and he is a Jiu-Jitsu black belt. His name is Ramses Bugarin, and we're here to talk about Jiu-Jitsu. Now, if you're new to the show and you want to find out more about us, make sure you check out our website, theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes. But I also took those episodes and slid them in into nice little playlists for you. So, like, if you just want to listen to jujitsu or combat sports, I got playlists just for you. So make sure you check that out. So, in this episode we're talking about the first 30 days as a white belt. So this is for you white belts. This is a second edition of this. I'm going to see who else I can get for this series of episodes that are centered around the white belt. Uh buckle up and uh I, I'm going to warn you. This one gets a little gross uh this one's kind of like rated pg-13 touching rated r mostly because of grossness not because there's like adult content or anything like that so (laughs) so buckle up now on with the show all right so welcome to another episode of the floral podcast i am edgar otra and today i have a special guest we have Jujitsu black belt and owner and operator or co-owner and operator of Living Art Jujitsu here in Woolabrook. I have Ramsey Bugarin. Bugarin. Why am I? Why am I so bad at that?
1: I don't know. Bugarin. You can white it. Recognize it. Yeah. I,
0: I feel like that's harder for me for some reason. I like. I rather say Bugarin. Right. I
1: mean, I don't like. I think we said it last time. I don't think it's a Mexican last time anyway. So yeah. What, what do, do you think remember. it is? Uh, they told me it's Bulgarian. They told me. It's Russian.
0: I've never looked it up. Oh, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so one of the things is that we had a conversation, you and I, uh, Ramsey's, and I we I guess at the school we've been having quite a few new white belts. Yeah,
1: great problem to have.
0: Yeah, a great problem to have. And I love it. Uh, but they've been, you know, I've had a conversation with a couple of them and they were like, I don't even know what to do, you know. Yeah, and, and I'm like, oh. And so especially when it comes to like the brand new white belt, a white belt with no experience in any kind of martial art. What are some of the things that you would
1: advise for the brand new white belt? Uh, so, uh, sometime after we had like made plans to, to have me come back to talk about this, I, you know, was scrolling through Facebook and it's probably a misattributed quotation, kind of like they're all misattributed when you're scrolling through social media, but, um, it was one by Mitsuyo Maeda and, uh, I made a note to to remember it verbatim. I'll mess it up, but let's work through it. Uh, that uh, <laughs> slow is smooth, um, and smooth is fast. Hmm. Um, and so, like, especially with uh, really, really zealous white belts, overzealous white belts or beginners, you know, I guess we don't get too many of the ones that are just crazy, high energy, spazzy. You know, and uh a little bit dangerous, we don't get too many of those mm-hmm. we most we more so get the people that are uh um, a little too timid but uh, either way you know it's a that's a good like axiom uh operate on that uh you might want to move frantically or fast or you know get to your objectives quickly or get to the grips or positions quickly uh but especially when you're new, you want to try to reel that back in a little bit and try to go as smoothly and as deliberately as you can um, and just really shave as much of the rough edges as you can uh, off of the movements early.
0: Yeah, that's something I still do. Like, uh, what was it a week ago? We were working on that. What was that? That pass where, and oh, we're going for a leg drag. mm. And I was just having trouble doing it the way that you were showing it. And it's because I never bothered using my hip with the way that you were showing it. And it's like, oh man, I, I don't know why, but I'm having a hard time. And I was trying to go through it fast because I was, initially I thought, ah, this is not a big deal. I've seen this before, you know, huh. or not even that. It was just like, ah, I could do that.
1: Yeah. So like, this, this, this looks doable yeah. or whatever. And then getting to it like, oh, it maybe takes a second more of like deliberate thought than you, you, you thought at
0: first. 100%. And it, yeah, I totally underestimated how much more <laughs> I needed to be able to do it because I, I was like, oh shit, I just can't get this. I'm like, all right, I need to slow down. You know
1: and I think that's a that's a really good piece of advice, like I said, we don't normally get too many people that are just like crazy frantic and but we aggressive. had a few yeah here and there, but like the 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 one gentleman we were talking about, but yeah he's he, I haven't seen somebody quite that spazzy in a little while talking about that uh that eighteen year old one of the two of the newer people that uh oh, I know you are talking up. about yeah um I had to tell a couple of times like hey take take 20% off of there, you know, it'll, it'll pay, it'll pay dividends in the long run. Also, you know, we don't want to hurt our training partners and mm-hmm. training in an unsafe way. Um, I want to figure out a way to better communicate that to a new person because, you know, if you move too slow or, you know, you're going to get crushed a little bit, nobody wants to get crushed. And also it's uncomfortable when you're new to dealing with, you know, somebody's shoulder in your face or, you know, clothes in your face asphyxiating you a little bit, how to effectively communicate that. You want to move a little bit more slowly, a little bit more thoughtfully, a little bit more deliberately because in the long run, it'll pay bigger dividends than trying to smash through things and, and run through things too quickly. And then on the way there, if you're going a little too fast, you're going to make your partner eat a bunch of knees and elbows on the way. And especially when you're new, you don't even notice it, mm-hmm. like beat them up <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're just mad at you and crushing
0: them. yeah. Um, you know, I got I to gotta say that that's happened. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've been on the receiving end and on, and I've also been like the giver of that. Yeah. Where it's just like, okay, this guy just popped me for the third time. Yeah.
1: There's like, there's no way he didn't notice that. Yeah. There's no way he didn't notice that he just elbowed me in the face. Oh. You
0: know? <laughs> well, we had a visitor not too long ago, that big guy. I don't know if you remember the big, the big dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a trucker. The yeah, a Mexican, yeah, Mexican, Mexican guy,
0: yeah. And, I mean, I was trying to be real nice, but I, I think it was pretty evident that I was pissed off. Yeah. He
1: he came to me with, like, a like a strange energy, too. His gas pedal was, like, fast and fast mm. and slow from one moment to the next. I was It was a little weird. I tried to tire him out for the rest of the room a little bit so he wasn't quite so um, erratic. But, sorry, I think that was mine. That oh, okay. My bad. Um, so he wasn't quite so erratic. But, yeah, I, rem- I remember the guy. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't too. I don't think he was mean spirited, but he no. had a, a strange pace.
0: Yeah, I think he he didn't have a lot. He didn't have a large gas tank, mm-hmm. so he would gas out and then sit there and rest for the whole round, and then right at the end, he wanted to burst out of stuff. Yeah,
1: flurry of activity. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and uh, just so that he could say that he came out on top on the end of the round, kind of stealed the round, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I was just like, dude, chill out. What the yeah. fuck, you know? And like, uh, the last time I rolled with that guy, he popped me like. He came up and he hit me in the, in the chin and I bit my tongue and Uh. I bit it pretty good. Like I had a little piece of tongue hanging. Wow. Yeah. But I didn't realize how bad it was, but I, I, I was like, I can't talk. And I'm a, I'm a little pissed off and I'm talking like this, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, Oh, and so I, I just, there was like 10 seconds left and I was like, all right, man, we're good. That's it. And I walked away from him and he was like, well, let's go. And I'm like, no, I'm good. We're done. We're good, man. You know, I just didn't want to roll with him because I, I knew I was upset and I was just going to do something stupid and maybe hurt him or hit, hurt myself. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, no, I'm good. No good could come of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm good. Just let me, let me sit and let me cool off. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I, I didn't say that to him, but I was like, yeah, I'm good. You know? And I walked away and I sat down and I'm like sitting there like feeling my tongue and he came over and he was trying to apologize. I felt bad because I, I thought I was being good about breaking away from him.
1: Yeah, you know, it was probably the right choice, but I'm I think maybe he could tell, mm. you know, and's trying to make amends for it. You know, yeah. that shit happens. I mean, that's best case scenario. Worst case scenario, like you motherfucker, and like you <laughs> yeah, watch him or something. I would never do that.
0: <laughs> no, I am no, yeah. I'm too much of a I don't know. I'm too much of a wimp to do that kind of stuff. I wouldn't do that. I, you would have to really get me pissed off to do mm-hmm. something like that. And I don't know. I, I think you're probably the same way in terms of like you really have to get really angry.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I, I couldn't see myself doing that. Like yeah. Yeah, who knows? Everybody has a breaking point, but, you know. For sure. but um, Tolerance for getting uh, roughed up.
0: I, yeah. So I find it interesting, like, one of the things that I learned uh, initially, and I thought that was a great help, and I, I brought this up to you, was, because I didn't know what to say to some of these guys. They were like, well, what should I learn? And I'm like, fuck, I don't know. All the positions, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> everything, you know? And I mentioned to you that one of the first things that helped me a lot uh, was learning what my old instructor called uh, the immobilization clock, which is just basically a routine that takes you from different dominant positions. Do you have anything like that that you would recommend for a student?
1: So for better or worse, whenever I get somebody new or, or, or a handful of a crop of new people, I, I sort of end up catering to their needs first mm-hmm. because uh, the dilemma or quandary, whatever the the, the right word is, the tough position I find myself as an instructor is I know what it's like to be new at something and there's a lot of objectives in jiu-jitsu especially when you're starting out like there's your defensive goals there's your offensive goals there's just like your survival goals like just mm-hmm. another branch of the defensive goals and my objective as a teacher is to try to impart enough of these like an understanding of what the goals are as quickly as possible to a new student so that they can at least understand like how to engage a little bit or like what mm-hmm. they need to do a little bit in every situation so they can have a little bit of fun with it. Cause I can't teach that much jujitsu that quickly, you know, even the most eager and the most knowledge hungry student, like we're only going to learn so fast, but if I can tell them, okay, you're mounted, you want to get out
2: mm-hmm. you know?
1: <laughs> or you're the person is, lying down in front of you playing guard, you want to get around their legs. I can at least tell them those objectives and remind them of those objectives so that, you know, the techniques will come, you know, as you keep coming to classes. Just remember that those are your objectives. So for the time being, until we get to covering all of the specific situations you're going to run to, run into, like breaking out of a closed guard or passing a spider guard or, you know, specifically how we escape mount or how we escape side control, for right now, it's good enough that you'll know that you want to get out of mount, you want to get out of side control, and if they're playing guard, you want to get past their guard, and on the way there, you want to avoid submissions and uh, defend your balance as much as possible. So I feel like maybe I got away from your question a little bit, but like whenever we get a new crop of students or, or a new student that knows nothing, like zero athletics experience, zero wrestling experience, and more importantly, 0 jujitsu experience, I run it back to, to the basics. You've probably seen this lesson a million times, and I'm sorry, but you know, basic guard retention drill, you know, so you know, to keep your legs in between you and your opponent, and then some basic escapes, and then just like a handful of sweeps from basic positions or a handful of submissions from like the common dominant positions, like a Kimura from a close guard, an Americana from the mount. So. As far as like the responsibility of a new person, like what they should be learning, just focus on your own safety, focus on the safety of your training partner through, you know, the whole slow is smooth, smooth is fast, you know, sort of axiom, deliberate movement and, you know, making sure you're doing things thoughtfully and not recklessly. Um, And then just show up to class because, like I said, for better or worse, I'm pretty acutely aware of like uh when new people are there and like oh they need to see x y and z so they can have the most fun mm-hmm. today and they can start having the most fun with us
0: do so, you do you have like a sense of urgency when you get a new student where it's just like a, like i need to get this guy at least to the point where he can kind of swim absolutely. a little bit like just dog paddle
1: absolutely so i have like a million little little stories in my head of like how my last teacher air mm-hmm. quotes uh did it wrong like you get a new guy, no experience. I think he was a dentist. Um, his name was Jay. And, like, on his third, on his second class, maybe even first class, he started warming up with some, some bullshit judo combination of foot sweep to uchimata to hip throw. You know, three moves that he laid out no context for. And like, even like the advanced students in the class, you know, like just running through the motions, like what are you even doing here? Mm -hmm. None of us are getting better at any of these three moves. Mm -hmm. None of these are, I don't even think these moves go well together. And even if they did, we're not being explained. Nobody was explaining how, how to use those moves in sequence. And then I'm sitting there, you know, I had signed the guy up, I took his money on behalf of the gym. And then I, I see this guy just not knowing what the fuck is going on. So I try to partner up with him and explain to him, okay, well, this is like the foot sweep. This is how we would set it up. We would use it in this context. And then by the time I got to explaining him, like kind of how to do the first move in this three throw sequence or whatever, we've moved on to the next thing, which was something completely unrelated. I'm doing guard now, you know? Uh, So like that was wasted time for that guy. Yeah. That guy did not get better at learning how to take somebody down. He just learned how to do some strange dance and he's going to forget it as soon as we stop doing it. So yeah, I do have a, like a really big sense of urgency because that I, dad I didn't stick around. Uh, so yeah, whenever I get somebody new, I'm like, yeah, I, I definitely want him to learn X, Y, and Z because if he doesn't understand those things, he's going to leave the class. Like what the fuck just happened? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sweaty. I'm tired. And I didn't get any better. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then after, after a month or two of that, like, you know,
0: I feel like you and I have had the same instructors here and there. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I've had, I I think I've told you I've had, I've had an instructor in between. Cause I mean, like I said, the honor brothers, I, I I love those guys. Those guys were good instructors, but you know, you leave that area and you look for new instructors. And I ran into what sounds like a very similar instructor. I, I, I would almost, yeah. I'm very surprised that that's actually, uh, Almost the exact same kind of scenario that I went through.
1: Yeah, yeah, that I mean, is like uh, you can you can just phone it in, and be like show whatever bullshit, yeah. and a lot of the people will just like swallow it and just be like, "Oh, okay, this guy must know what he's talking about because yeah. X, Y, or Z." And I, I personally don't feel like I have like the brand name recognition in jujitsu. I definitely don't. You know, like I have to prove why what I'm saying is worthwhile because it's going to work later on for you in the role, hopefully, or later on in the class, or you'll walk away. If it didn't work, you know, because it doesn't always work on the day, um, you'll at least walk away with a a greater understanding of how it all fits together. But yeah, for better or worse, I try to cater it to not the lowest common denominator in the class, but if there's somebody that's pretty new in their first week, I'm not going to be showing, like, something very esoteric, Mm -hmm. you know, as I'm going to want to... And if I do, because sometimes I have to, like, when we were getting Alex ready for Naga, there was uh, one of our newer guys, Mark, had just joined, and I think we were talking about half-guard passing. I'm like, well, there's a lot of context that a completely new person doesn't understand about, like... We use our legs on each other. Yeah. One of the ways we tie up our legs on another human being is this thing called half guard. One of the bad versions of half guard is getting caught in a flat half guard, you know, uh, for the top person. It's great for passing. Passing is this thing where you pass somebody's, you know, just, you know,
0: yeah, there's so much there that they have to absorb, (laughs) right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's so much that like, I have to take time to explain at least a little bit or else it's just like, you know, what what was the point? I just wasted that person's time. Yeah. And,
0: uh, so then if, let's say he's brand new and he comes in and you have, you have the ability, let's say you, you have Jim or somebody else running class and you have the ability to like cater to this one person and he's brand new, you would, you would show him bottom, top? What would you show him first?
1: Uh, you, you've probably seen this class or this lesson a couple of times, but um, at least what I've done more recently, like when we were preparing Alex for, uh, for a tournament and, and Mark actually had his trial class, I explained to him like, hey, this is a little bit sports specific. I'm going to get to something with you that Mm -hmm. is going to make a little bit more sense and it's a little more fundamental. Just stick through this for for right now. You will see it again and its relevance will become clear eventually. If it doesn't today, you know, I probably say that phrase uh, very often. I hear myself saying it very often to like new people. If it doesn't connect with you today, don't worry. It'll connect with you later, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Just uh, uh, bear with it and you and I will do something that makes more sense to learn right now, right? Just, you know, not apologize, but I explain. Hey, this isn't something I would necessarily show somebody on day one, but we're gonna do something that makes more sense in a second. But anyway, if I had only day one people or people in their first week or something like that, the class would go kind of as follows: we would uh, do our you know solo drills, kinastica natural, you know little warm ups, uh, leg pummeling, you know uh, bridges, those sorts of things to teach them what those movements are about or even just how to do those movements and they'll be applying them later uh, unconsciously and then teach them what a shrimp is on their hand, on their elbow, on their shoulder and then we would get started with uh, the guard retention that uh, you know you've probably seen me uh, run through a million times you know just open guard retention drill and then uh, there's a a handful of uh, other ways that that lesson could go sometimes I start them with some closed guard sweeps sometimes I start them with some really basic open guard sweeps against a standing opponent like the like the dummy sweep or a tripod sweep and then sometimes one submission like a Kimura or, a, or an Americana mm-hmm. and sometimes I don't even get to all of that but at the very least they learn how to retain their guard a little bit they learn a dummy sweep and then by the time technique is over we can at least do a little bit of positional sparring between them and them and myself of uh hold on to your guard while i try to pass you lightly if you find a chance to knock me down uh, go ahead and knock me down if i get past your guard for a moment make space and uh, get your guard back like we uh, learned in the drill and then i explain to them like there's a million and one ways you can try to knock me down or try to retain your guard you'll probably chance upon something that i didn't show you go ahead and try it because it's all about experimentation too Uh, in the first uh Always, mm-hmm. uh, and I just let them know what the objectives are, especially in that little situation. If you're if you're on the bottom, hold on to your guard. Don't let me get past with whatever legal means you can, you know, you can muster. And if you find a way to knock me down, go ahead, and knock me down and hold me down for three seconds. Mm-hmm. And on the other end, you know, the objectives are reversed. You try to pass my guard. Don't let me knock you down. And if you can get past my guard, hold it for three seconds. You know.
0: You know, it's funny that uh, you bring up the shrimping. I, I feel like shrimping is so important and I understand that a lot of gyms uh, make it important by, you know, making you do shrimps up and down the mat and mm-hmm. stuff. But I, don't, I never, like, especially those first few years, even, in, even as a blue belt, I felt that I know how to shrimp. I know how to shrimp up and down the, the mat, mm-hmm. but I couldn't apply it as good as I could have during a roll. Mm-hmm. I feel much better about it now. I feel like I understand it much more about how to apply it and whatnot. But those first years, like, you know, I had my coach tell me, hey, yeah, you, you got to learn how to move your hips. Shrimping is important. And I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. But it like, it didn't really like get in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I understood what he said. I know what the words mean, you know, it's just, but I just didn't realize it until much later. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's like a super important piece, especially when it comes to defense. And as a white belt, you're going to end up on the bottom a lot. Mm -hmm. you're going to get smushed Mm -hmm. you know even even especially if you're a brand new white belt even other white belts are going to smush you
1: especially brand new white belts yeah yeah Yeah.
0: and so that's going to suck right but like uh the idea of being able to scoot your hips out man if i would have known that i I think i could have avoided so much so much smushing right like didn't sink in until much later and it was something that i had to kind of figure out for myself
1: Mm -hmm. well like uh I think it's a waste of time most of the time mm. to just make people shrimp up I mean, and down if they've never seen it before. Mm. Uh, just shrimp up and down the mat. Like I could show you as long as you know, I'll get to a point where you understand how to do it. We don't need to practice it every day. Yeah, like, you know, there's better things because you know we see a shrimp or we see hip movement and like so many techniques, but uh, it, it doesn't look like a shrimp down the mat it doesn't look you know it's a good framework for how to move the hips but it doesn't get specific enough and you know just making somebody do that down the mat it pays less and less dividends you know
0: I I 100% Uh, agree you
1: have to show it to them like in context like why it matters um I do it a lot in my kids class because it takes kids for whatever reason a long time to to learn how to do it right Mm -hmm. and uh it's to give (laughs) like to give structure too yeah um something like solid that they can get like solid reps on. And I think for, for kids or younger bodies, I don't think it's like necessarily a waste of their time. In my in my more advanced kids class, I do it a little bit less. Now I'm trying to focus more on, on teaching newer techniques and, you know, explaining concepts, giving myself time to explain concepts more thoroughly. But like, yeah, after a little while, like uh, you need to see those movements in context. And sometimes I do my best at least to try to, mention like oh you're going to use something like a forward shrimp here something like a backward shrimp here a hip heist here um so that it, it makes sense to them in the in the you know larger scheme of things
0: yeah but, but i could see how that sometimes maybe an adult might find that a little boring oh we will shrimp again yeah yeah,
1: yeah. and I, yeah, I probably apologize to the class a little too often like hey sorry to bore you guys but this person needs to see it let's do some <laughs> shrimps down the mat and then it's uh sometimes i don't i don't always regret it either because will uh, i'll catch some people like they could use a couple reps to clean it up, you mm. know, mm. and, uh, that doesn't, that's not necessarily indicative of anything. They just, you know, maybe their technique is sound, but they just haven't practiced shrimps in a little bit. So it doesn't look as smooth as it could. Yeah. Um, anyway.
0: I hear you. So one thing that I kind of did with one guy who asked, cause he was like, well, you know, how do I do this? And I was like, damn, he doesn't know anything. And it's not like a comment on him, you know, it's not his fault you know he's he's new that's why he's taking the class he's here to learn Mm -hmm. but i'm like wow like you know usually when i run into someone who's new they have some wrestling background or they have some kind of combat experience this guy was a clean slate and i was just like
1: a lot of our guys are totally clean slates wow yeah
0: that's amazing to me i I think it's kind of cool Mm -hmm. you know that they've gone this far and they haven't like gotten anything else to tarnish the canvas, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you pick up like, like you know, again, nothing bad, nothing against wrestlers. I'm a wrestler. I, I did high school wrestling. I know how to little folk style. I was a sucky wrestler, but that's neither here nor there. But like, like wrestlers, they have good balance. Mm-hmm. They have that top game. They already come with some kind of baggage too. They want to turn their back the moment they hit the floor, mm-hmm. because they, you know, they're trained to not put their back towards the mat. That's all good. Like, they have an experience, but then that whole not putting their back on the mat, that, that can cause a lot of trouble for a wrestler. They'll get yeah. their back taken, and they'll get choked out or whatever.
1: Yeah. I, at least recently, I haven't found that it, that's too big of a hurdle to overcome. Mm. I think that, like, uh, having a wrestling bra- background has more pros than cons. Mm. You know, it, it's honestly easy to explain that to somebody. You're back can touch the ground. Like, that's okay. Yeah. You know, and a, the habit usually kills itself pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, I I still feel funny towards the end of the white belt about putting my back on the ground. Really? Yeah. yeah, it took a while because then I got to blue belt and then I was like, okay, I know I'm the biggest guy here. I should pull guard more often. Mm-hmm. Like I can't be the big guy smushing, you know, the 130-pound guy. Mm-hmm. It's not cool, right? Yeah. So I played a lot of, you know, on my ass a lot. And so I got over it in blue belt. But like my whole time white belt, I kept getting my back taken, mm. you know, because I couldn't break that habit. You know, I hit the back, and then boom! I turn around and like, fuck! I just screwed myself up. It took a minute. It mm-hmm. took a minute for me, but I mean, I'm you know,
1: it might be where I start people too. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, more or less, I start on their back. Mm-hmm. So from day one, I, I know, I get it early in their head that it's okay to be on their back. Not everybody's different too. Maybe, maybe it was always going to be like that for you, no matter where you, mm-hmm. like who was your teacher, or where you where I went started. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but I, th- I think it's. I, I wish. Sorry. I, w- I wish I'd uh um done wrestling earlier in life in, in high school or whatever. I think it's a great base. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did, uh so like
0: like I was talking about this guy, uh this guy was a clean slate and he was like I don't know how to even sit in your guard. I was like, "Oh shit." Yeah. So I was like sitting there and i like, "Well, this is how I do it. If Ramses tells you something else, he is the single source of of, of truth." go with what he says. He's the black belt, right? Mm. But like also... Give me
1: too much credit. But okay, sure. Oh, <laughs> for, no, for, I also, for intensive well, purposes right well, now, yeah. well, yeah. But yeah. like
0: also like I've seen you teach stuff and I'm like, oh, I know how to do that. And I'm like, oh, you do it different. And it's better, you know? Mm. Like there's been some situations where I'm like, okay, I need to like do it this way now. Because I like this better. This works better. I can see why it works better, mm. you know? That happens all the time. So when you teach something new, it doesn't bother me because I'm like waiting for you to show me something different about the new... the Or I shouldn't say... New. I mean, when you you teach something old that I know before, that I've known from before, I like seeing how you teach it because then there is something there that I can take away. Even if I know it or even if I think I know it as well as I think I do, sometimes there's a little detail that you show that I'm like, oh, was that always there? Mm. I never paid attention to that before. Oh, shit. I've been missing this piece and somehow I've been getting away with it. But now this is so much easier because you showed me that little thing gotcha. and it's happened a, It's happened a few times where it's just like, I know that move from top to bottom. And then you, you add just a little piece of it and it just kind of cleans everything up. Cool. Cool. Good. Yeah. Nice so yeah. like when don't feel bad, at least for me, for me, like if you have to teach something brand new, I mean something old, quote unquote, mm-hmm. don't worry about me. I always end up learning something new, even when you teach something old.
1: Okay. That's good. That's validating a little bit. It's like, uh, sometimes I feel like I over-explain things or like, I don't know if they needed to hear, I don't know if those five sentences could have been two, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, especially recently. I'm feeling real self-conscious. I'm like, man, I've been talking a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> is everybody still with me? Like, yeah. I'm not sure I'm with me right now. Like yeah. <laughs> I need to try to, you know, make it more efficient verbally,
0: you know? But, I, I think, I think that's a good practice. I don't, I don't have a problem with, uh, with the way you teach. Sometimes it's me. Like sometimes I show up and I'm like, I, I'm here. And I just, I, I'm, I'm amazed that I made it here. And I'm going to try to get through this class. And sometimes I'm like, just not because of you, just because I've had a full day of bullshit yeah and then like yeah. my i'm just spacing no, out it has
1: it's got to be a little my fault too you yeah
0: know? nah um, dude no. Nah, I mean, at least
1: I, I have to think about it that way yeah. or else i'm just gonna be a blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well everybody
0: well i i appreciate your conciseness when you when you break down stuff but then also uh if i ask you something i'd be like hey you know what about this or you know you always you'll add a little extra more and help explain stuff so that so i've always appreciated the way you teach uh and, and again, if you want to teach basic stuff, it's not going to bother me, at least not me. Uh, I always feel like there's something new that I can learn, even when there's something that I already know. But going back to this guy who's, who's a blank slate. So I was sitting there with him and I was just like, I don't even know how to, like, there's too much here for him to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I said, here, well, here, let's do this. And I did a little bit of what you're talking about, where it's like, these are the basic things that you need to know or principles that you need to know in these positions. And we didn't do a lot. It was just like you're going to try to pass my guard, you're going to try to like try to stand up. Be careful, I can grab your ankles or whatever. I can knock you down, so watch your balance and then try to get your legs around, right? And so I told him, you're going to win. I'm going to let you win. But understand, I'm going to go about 20%. I'm going to try to give you a real look. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything stupid. I'm not just going to let you have it, but I'm going to react like I'm going like I should, right? And but you're just going to manage to get past. So just know that. Mm -hmm. And if you do something stupid, I'm not going to let you have it. So try to like be smart about it. So Mm -hmm. we went through it. I gave him like a flow roll at 20%. He stood up, he tried to pass and he did all right. He felt better about what he was doing. Then I, as he was going, I would explain some things and then we kind of kept going a little bit more and more a little with a little more intensity. But I thought that that helped that guy a lot, Mm -hmm. you know? But I also told him just like, yeah, you know, talk to Ramsey's about what you what you can look up, right? Because he was like, where do I go? Where do I look at? Yeah, Do, do I go to YouTube? And I'm like, there's some people who don't like the YouTube. And there are there is a lot of bullshit there. But there are some basic things, some basic movements that you could probably learn.
1: I'd say these days, I haven't done like a cold blind search in a while. Uh-huh. But like I'd say these days, there's probably more, more good stuff than bad stuff on mm-hmm. YouTube. It used to be you know, the other way around where you're going to just see some some crazy stuff that'll never work on a on a resisting opponent. Um, but the, so many, like, really good high-level athletes, you know, just put, put content out there for free. And uh, what might be missing is a little bit of the context for that person. You know, like if that guy looked up a knee slide pass and he found John Thomas teaching a, a knee slide pass. And John Thomas, I, I love watching his stuff and I learn from him all the time. Some of the context might be a little bit, a little bit missing because he's, he's trying to knee slide past the toughest of people in the cleverest of ways, mm-hmm. but that's, that's definitely good data, definitely good info. You don't need to be like super, super versed to probably be able to parse out what's kind of bullshit from what's something that would work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah I'm not I'm I, I wouldn't want to be the kind of person that says like no don't go to youtube don't go to instagram because there's, there's so much good stuff like I go to youtube and instagram all the time I see this like well oh, that's cool or oh, yeah this 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 seems uh valid or like this um could use a trial run you know like I could uh test this out for myself but yeah I could probably put together a list of names or something for a new person uh of, of coaches that, that put out good content that that is like pretty reliable i should do that hmm. yeah
0: yeah this is something you could like easily throw up on like oh, yeah. instagram or... yeah
1: absolutely like these 10 names is what i look at mm-hmm. you could look at too you know or, you know it's, there's a lot to choose from these days though so
0: so who, who what are those 10 names are the 10 oh, names? Uh, you have
1: yeah i mean uh the all of the b team guys all of the new wave guys um john thomas is an awesome source in the Gee. Uh, Lachlan Giles, or Giles, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, I know
0: who you talk uh, about. Yeah, You've mentioned him before, yeah, too.
1: This super, super cool I know, in all areas. Neat, gi, no gi. He puts out a lot of good instructionals, a lot of good content. Um, the movement art black belts, they're, I think, Mikey Musameshi's first black belts. Mm. Danny and uh, Danny and Nick, I study from them a lot. Yeah, uh, I,
0: I don't know those guys, but I know Mikey Mus- Musumechi.
1: Oh, and him too. Yeah. yeah. Um, his his instructors are really, really verbose. Really? <laughs> oh, super. Oh, dude. Uh, he's watched. like John Donaher. then? No, it's worse. That, <laughs> it's Donaher, worse. Donaher's verbose, but he's like precise. Okay. You know, Mikey is very verbose and not always precise oh. yeah like if you if you watch you know uh, anything on youtube from either one you'll see the difference like that Don, donnaher will will use 10 sentences when he could have used one or two uh-huh. but at least in the 10 sentences he really communicated himself well yeah mikey will say a lot of stuff and sometimes what he's showing will be different than what 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 he's saying he's like all right you have to put your arm on top for instance, there was one moment in like the his Baron DVD. You have to put your arm on top of the back, and literally, his arm was underneath Tammy's back. His yeah. his sister, his, his sister, his, yeah. his, his Uki for the for the. I was like, you know, how many other things did he did he say inaccurately, or did he get right? Also, yeah, it's a uh, he's almost too detailed. Like, mm. the, the angle of his wrist and the you know. He could he could have pared it down a lot to make it a lot simpler and communicated a little better for certain of his instructionals. And I'm gonna feel real weird criticizing Mikey Musumeshi on a podcast. He's like Amazing. the nicest dude ever. You know, well, well, well yeah, you know, he is super cool, super nice. But yeah. I mean, like you know, and obviously way better at jujitsu than I'll ever be. So it's kind of weird that I you know feel like any sort of right to criticize you know, how, he, <laughs> how he teaches in some of his DVDs but I I know a lot of people agree with me so yeah yeah <laughs> um I all, all respect obviously he's a fucking gangster. Yeah for um, real he's a beast. Um but yeah so like some of his earlier DVDs I'm like oh jeez you know it's is tough to get through. <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it does
0: get hard we we talked about this before when you have to like when you're trying to watch a an instructional and it's like homework Yeah and it's just like, oh, I got to yeah. get through this. But God damn.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, or or you get through the chapter. I'm like, this chapter could have been two minutes. Oh. And it was 10, you know, <laughs> something like that. That uh, drives
0: me nuts. I just, uh, oh, man. Yeah, I just, yeah, I like it when they're just like, okay, this is the move. and This is how you use it. Boom. you Yeah,
1: know? I, yeah. I, I mean I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate the detail, but me then too. some some of them they go they go too far. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not communicating it well, like you know what I mean by that, but it's like, you know, watch uh Mikey's Barambolo DVD and then
0: I'm gonna have, have to, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to go pick that up just so I can see what you're talking I, about. Yeah. I haven't that that's one guy I haven't picked up any uh, instructionals on this is Mushimeshi, but I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Musimeshi. Musimeshi, yeah. Yeah one of them. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh so one thing I did want to mention is some of like the super basics, and maybe we can come back to uh, to uh, positions and and other things that people should learn. But uh, there are some like super basic things that I think white belts in general may not be aware of, mm. and uh, some of them are like tying your belt. Oh
1: yeah, okay, that 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 level of basic. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Uh. Uh, like so, learn to tie your belt. You don't need to tie super fancy. I know there's a lot of people who like to do the weird. Oh, I'm going to tie it this way. Or I'm going to make a loop and I'm going to put it not you know just tie your belt. Doesn't matter how you do it, mm-hmm. right? But also <laughs> I have a note on here because of one of the one of the conversations you and I have had in the past and that's uh don't smell just oh, in yeah. general. Yeah, yeah. Don't smell bad, don't smell nice, just Don't smell. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah.
1: we shouldn't notice. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: we should notice. I've been in jujitsu for a while. I've had all kinds of dudes, and you know, all kinds of smells. Uh, I've dudes show up with like perfume or cologne or whatever, and Mm -hmm. they just stink up the room. What What is your opinion in that kind of stuff?
1: Um, so my only real concern as like a business owner in terms of smell is if if you smell rank, that is how staff and ringworm and that sort of stuff get passed you know, that just means you left your ghee uh sitting in the bag you know i most I don't think I've had to tell really anybody uh at our school. I usually try to tell people the day of like hey, wash your ghee after every use, even if you if you sweat in it at all, wash it even if you didn't think you sweat, probably still wash it. you don't want to be the smelly guy. I think I tell everybody that when when i'm when I sell them the ghee gi or give them their their first ghee. Because that's, yeah, you know, we don't want to give anybody ringworm. We don't want to give anybody staff. And also it's straight up just unpleasant. I haven't had to, you know, call anybody out for it. In terms of, like, the perfume or the makeup, I've had female training partners that get really annoyed when somebody walks in with makeup Mm. because it, like, gets on the gi or they have an allergic reaction to it. Uh, Female training partners I've had have been annoyed when – other visiting females or newer people that are trying to class mm-hmm. uh, they come in with a bunch of makeup on um, uh, because it stains the ghee or there's an allergic reaction I don't personally give a shit Yeah. because um, I, I don't think that there's been any makeup that like just stains a ghee permanently yeah. like, if you get some foundation or whatever the hell you call it on my white gee. Mm-hmm. whatever foundation yeah whatever <laughs> yeah, fill in the blank makeup product yeah it's under my white gi. yeah i don't really care yeah uh it'll wash out you know i don't i don't the only things that's have really stained my gear like blood i guess mm-hmm. so if it causes somebody an allergic reaction i don't know how common that is yeah but you know whatever makes you feel comfortable i'd say if, if you if you want to look a, a a certain way you know before you go out into public you know including the jujitsu gym i wouldn't want to tell somebody they can't wear their makeup or they can't do their their personal routine you know in order to accommodate the expectations of the class you mm-hmm. know that might mean that i lose that student i don't think that's a that's a hill worth dying on you know where wear your makeup you know do do whatever you want you know mm. it's just Probably gonna come off if you're training hard, you know. It's yeah. probably gonna run or whatever. You shouldn't smell bad because you know you want to have a clean ghee and all that. But if you are a person that doesn't wear deodorant, I mean, how how bad are you gonna smell? You know, without that deodorant, I don't think it's terribly much a problem. You know, as long as you're clean and your stuff is clean, you know, mm-hmm. you can smell oh natural. You know, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't bother me. Um, it might bother might bother some people. Yeah, uh, excessive perfume or cologne. Again, like uh, back in my musician days, when we'd play clarinet and orchestra or, or wind ensemble or something, we were told not to wear perfume or cologne because it can cause an allergic reaction. Cologne. Yeah, just any 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 like heavy scents like that. Mm. Some, you're not supposed to wear, you know, perfume or cologne because huh. some people might be allergic to it, and then you know, be, it would mess up the performance if huh. somebody can't breathe and you know play trumpet. Oh Jesus um, Christ. I don't think I've ever run into that in the training room. You know, some people have come in with like a lot of some kind of product and they're mm. very noticeable, but it, personally it doesn't bother me if it were that big of an issue for the, for the rest of the room. I, I would hope somebody would tell me and then maybe I can address it professionally. But you know, my biggest priority is, you know, be clean, you know, to the, you know, the level of hygiene that is like expected of a, person that lives in the first world society you know, like, uh, and then yeah tying your pants tying your belt you know that's uh you know good good basics that i that i probably show everybody on their first day but if they're having trouble remembering i can repeat it to them yeah. it's no big deal
0: yeah i just uh i don't know maybe maybe there's something weird maybe it's just my giant schnoz or something but it's just <laughs> like i i can smell stuff and if uh if you stink i just oh i just can't I can't stand it. Like whether you're stink good or bad, like I'll, it'll get into my nose and I just, I can't, I can't even concentrate the whole time. I'm just avoiding your pits or avoiding your breath. And that's just me breathing in between you breathing. You know, I'm just holding my breath and hoping that you don't breathe at me Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, you know, but like the perfume, I don't, you know, usually it's not a big deal. It doesn't really bother me, but if it's a lot, it'll do the same thing. It'll, Mm -hmm. I just can't, I can't think, i'm distracted i must be on the spectrum i don't know what my deal is but like but like it it throws me off you know yeah and i was just like oh i just want the other thing too is like at least for me because i'm married i don't want makeup on my gear yeah yeah
1: i've I've, uh like whose hair is this like i don't know babe like (laughs) yeah it's
0: i think it's yours like it's (laughs) it's blonde like babe you like you you know you bleached your hair you know just like like jesus you know yeah
1: I, I, i i guess i can empathize with that um the the cleanliness thing is really the only hill that I find worth dying on as a, mm-hmm. as a business owner. The rest is like, eh, whatever, I can get over it.
0: Yeah, so, me know. too. I mean, I'll just one-world with the person. Yeah, I'll yeah, just so. avoid them, you yeah. know, especially if they have uh, excessive makeup and perfume or they just stink. I'll just I'll be like, hey, you know. But well, sometimes you can't. You know, sometimes you're like, god damn it. Yeah, here we go. Mm-hmm. Time to hold my breath. I'm just yeah, holding
1: yeah. my breath for five, six minutes. Yes, people with the, the chronic bad breath or whatever and like uh, at least... As far as I can tell with some people, it's not even really a bad hygiene thing. Like some people just smell weird in different spots, you know? (laughs) What are we going to tell them? I don't want to make them feel bad. If I can tell that they're straight up unclean, Mm -mm. I will address it. Yeah. And I'll I'll try to be nice about it. Uh, There was, there's one I had conversation I had and I tried to approach it as delicately as I could. I'm like, Hey brother, like, uh, like, uh, just, I don't want to offend you or anything like uh, is, is your gear clean and they're like yeah they're like uh, this last roll I, I I smelled you a little bit and then they said oh I didn't wear deodorant I oh, like oh, that's totally fine you know to mm-hmm. you um, I just want to you know make sure that everybody gets that conversation in case because it's not always obvious to everybody that mm-hmm. you gotta wash your stuff because in any other context they stick their you know, they, they wear their gym clothes. Maybe they just stick their gym clothes back in their bag and oh. go back to the gym. And I don't mean, like, gym as in the jiu-jitsu gym. I mean as in, like, they went to lift weights. Mm-hmm. And they wore the same gym clothes twice in a day. I think that's a little more common out in the regular non-jiu-jitsu world than, you know, uh, than we might, you know, realize. So some people might think that it's okay to do with a gi. It is not. <laughs> Along the same lines, bathing just in general,
0: like, I'll try usually the bathe in the morning. So make sure that I don't smell like ass or piss on the mats. Thank you. (laughs) Because I've I've had that happen. Actually, I had one guy like from another gym. Uh, We were rolling and, you know, you you see my pressure passing. I'll I'll smush a guy. Uh, This guy peed on himself. Really? I didn't know. Yeah, he like, pe-
1: like you saw the spot form. On well, clothes? I
0: didn't realize it. Like I smelled something, but I was like, "What's what's the smell?" But you know, I didn't really care. Plus, we're sweating, right? So like, you don't really feel anything. Yeah. He didn't say anything. How bad, how bad was it? Like he had a giant. Oh no. Fucking ring. Oh,
1: no.
0: On his pants. So yeah, this this guy he had this giant fucking ring on his pants. It went from like you know from his waist area down to like his knees. Yeah, it was bad, and like I didn't realize this. You know, we're rolling. It got on you, probably. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Jesus. Yeah, so we're rolling, and um, uh, you know, part of the way, you know, I feel a little something warm, but I'm, you know, I don't really think about it, you know, because we're sweating, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, whatever, you know. And so I kept rolling, and um, eventually the bell rings. He stopped. We sit down, and I'm tying my belt, you know, putting my gi together, and I look up, and this dude has this giant (laughs) fucking ring on his pants and i'm sitting there it's just like yeah and i'm sitting there i'm like is that sweat why is it why is it there and i'm like oh no and i sat there and i said okay i'm done man um you know it it was actually one of those days where it was just like me and him and so i was like okay man i'm done uh thanks for coming well we'll see you later man (laughs) (laughs) and i i you know he jumped in the shower. I jumped in the shower and scrubbed super hard. Then when mm-hmm. he was gone, I mopped the mats and I never told anybody about it until now. Until
1: now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't did, want to embarrass the guy.
1: Did, did he not know?
0: Oh, I, he fucking knew.
1: And they just didn't say
0: nothing. He didn't say anything. He thought, I, I guess maybe he thought or hope, maybe he hoped that nobody but would noticed. see it. You know, but I'm sitting there and I look up and I'm like, what the fuck? And he caught me looking at him because he did one of these where he like he like turned and tried to cover it. And I'm like, Oh no, you motherfucker. Like when he when he started trying to cover it up, I'm like, Oh you peed on me.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh
0: dude. I fucking oh, I jumped into a fucking volcano. It's so embarrassing. Oh bro, bro, I fucking scrubbed like a, like to the point where i probably like lost the layer of my skin you know what i'm saying because oh, i could not i felt like i could not get myself clean enough and then um you know i i got i got as clean as i could and i fucking scrubbed the mats i scrubbed the mats and i think i may have told somebody you know so yeah like i may have called the instructor and told him hey man i, I scrubbed the mats you know but i don't think i i don't remember telling anybody Cause I was like, well, "Hey, you know, by the way, this guy peed on me." <laughs>
1: yeah, <You know? laughs> you know? like, "What the fuck are you guys doing over there?" <laughs> you know, wow. so I, I was just like, "Fuck!" No, nothing anywhere near that bad has happened to me,
0: uh, That's dude. Wild. I, I'm a little hypersensitive to it, so like whenever You're
1: traumatized, yeah. I don't know on. if
0: I'm traumatized, but <laughs> I can smell pee. Yeah, and so there's been a couple of times where like we're at the gym and I, I, you know, somebody. May have not shook in the leaf a little cleaner.
1: Yeah, I, I you catch I catch a whiff of that here and there. Yeah, it happens. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Have, it I don't ha- think it's even worth. I don't think it's worth addressing.
0: Nah, I, I mean, what do you what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to tell like I mean I don't know. Like
1: I'm sure that happens to somebody where they just pulled up their their underwear a little too quick and like yeah. oh well that's there now. It's know? happened,
0: man. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. you know you get a little pee pee stain or whatever. Like, yeah, you know,
1: fuck it. You know, but what am I going to do? You know, set my shorts on fire? Yeah,
0: but that's that's. But, you know, that's, that happens. Yeah, yeah. And it's not uncommon, right? And so, like, there's going to be a little bit of that. And I'm sure I'm grossing out the, the brand new white belt right now. <laughs> but, but, I mean, really, like, that is, that is an extreme case where this guy peed on himself. And uh, since then, I try, I'm not, I try not to smush a, a, a person unless he's being really, like, yeah. stubborn about letting me pass. And then I'll go ahead and what kind of pass were you doing? It was just like what you've seen from me before. Like
1: over under or double yeah, under. Or well, just like
0: the just the mew the leg wrap where I just dropped the shoulder into the stomach and you know. Okay. But like, you know, th- this guy, he's like me, he's a hobbyist, he's a computer jockey, he's not an athlete, you know. And so I dropped a shoulder on his stomach and he emptied his fucking bladder. Jesus. Yeah, dude. And, and to be fair, I probably have some fault in that. Cause I should have probably not have done that to the poor man, you know.
1: How be- how how much sauce were you putting behind the pass, dude? Man? Dude,
0: I, I would I would like when I learned how to do that, I was like, oh, I'm doing this all the time, and I was just smushing everybody, just smushing hard, like dropping all my weight, you know. But like he had to have
1: had like a full tank. He like he probably knew he needed to pee and didn't pee, And didn't pee, and then just. And then let Just it all out. out. All those dice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, maybe that was his, like, fuck you. You know, like, well, fuck you. you you're, you're squishing me. I'm going to pee on you now.
1: <laughs> Just, so he inked you like an octopus? Oh, like, oh yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That would not be my my knee jerk You know (laughs) I'll show him Just just learn to defend Uh, Tap man tap I gotta go to the bathroom Yeah just tap Or yeah
0: say there's no harm In saying hey man I gotta go Um, In the past we were um, A bunch of buddies Like we were kickboxing or whatever When I was young like 16, 17 years old Uh, One guy got in the ring He got kicked in the stomach real good and then right in the middle of the ring, it was like, oh, fuck, fuck. And he just left. He took off his gear on the way to the bathroom. He was just popping his headgear off, his gloves, everything. And he ran to the bathroom because he had a shit. He kicked him so hard. He already had, I guess, you know, some poo in the tank. Yeah. But then, like, that, that kick made him, like, fuck this. And then he jumped out of the ring. And the guy's like, where are you going? He's like, I got to go. And he left. He's taking all his stuff off. We just laughed our heads off. He, 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 you know, he went and took a shit. Like, What's up, bud? Oh,
1: is he yeah. sitting there? Yeah, he's poking us out. Uh,
0: get out of here!
1: <laughs> we're um,
0: we're, te- we're telling naughty stories. Yeah, gross stories.
1: <laughs> you don't want to hear this. Um, that's that's hilarious, man. So I wonder what gets what what got hit that he just like had to evacuate. You know?
0: I, yeah, <laughs> I wonder how he how he got kicked. Right? Like, where exactly do you need the kick? Yeah, What's where, the pressure point? The button, you
1: know, yeah, the, you know, the right now button. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Only a. Uh, the only thing close to that that has ever happened at the school is like uh I might have told you this last time I hope I'm not repeating myself but one of the kids he uh he has to go to the bathroom and he hadn't come back in a little while and then uh Jim went to go check on him and apparently he just like exploded <laughs> poor kid what well, he he he's a uh... He had a real nonchalant attitude about it, like he almost like he like he slipped and fell. Uh-huh. Slipped and fell in the chocolate vat or something. <laughs> He's just like, apparently, he gave Jim one of these. He opened the stall because he saw just a giant mess everywhere. And he opened the stall, and he saw the kid just hands covered in fudge. And like, whoa, like yeah, that's the worst. And he dealt with that. I didn't. Woo. I was uh, I was busy teaching the class and I was like oh, he's probably fine he's just you know hanging yeah. around in the bathroom he's, he's pro- everything's too tall for him in there so he's taking extra extra long you know yeah um, but no he had he had he had just exploded apparently oh. uh, he was at the urinal and then just and it just exploded while he was yeah that's was, that's the worst thing that happened to us
0: oh dude there was I I must I don't know what it is maybe I'm a magnet for this kind of shit but uh, there was. You know, there was one time I was assisting with a kids' class and this part, there was this kid, he was a little bit of a troll you know, a little bit of a problem, like he was a troll maker. But you know, like uh he just it was one of those cases where like his father wasn't as present as he should have been and so he was, you know, acting out and that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So we tried to like discipline him but also like uh be cognizant of the fact that he's he's got this, you know, home family life that's not structured like everybody else, right? Anyway, um, you know, in the middle of class, this kid takes a poo. He poos in his pants. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm like helping, right? I'm assisting. You know, there's the teacher, he's, he's teaching. And uh, he's attending to the class in general. And me and a handful of other guys were, you know, attending to the kids that need attention. And so I was attending to this kid. And I'm like, what is that smell? You know, and he's just sitting there like. When yeah.
1: it's not in a toilet, yeah, it smells so much stronger. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. It dropping into some water uh-huh. over in the toilet that does a lot. You know, when it's just out in the open like that. Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. Know? Yeah, and I was just like, "What? It smelled like baked shit." You know.
1: Yeah. It, it That's just... what it smells like when it's not in the toilet. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it just it was like whoa. and I'm like, "What is? Where is that coming from?" And I'm like smelling the kids and I'm like going and I was just like fuck you know and the one kid that was right next to me that I did not like sniff and also you're trying to do this without like without being a weirdo because yeah, like, you got parents watching you mm-hmm. and you're like going around sniffing the kids Like they are gonna be like what the fuck are you doing with my kid you know so I was like you know very sneakily going over them, you know, like stick my nose over them and, then, you know, I was like, yeah, was I'll saying. flare my nose, na- just try to like a freaking hound dog, you know. And so I'm like walking around, and then finally, like I figure out it's this kid, and I'm like, oh no, not this kid, this poor kid, fuck. And so and then, your dad wasn't there, was it? Nah, the mom was, yeah. and the mom was, you know, that's that's another topic, but, but yeah, okay, but yeah. like, uh, but like, so I'm sitting there, and the kid, the kid, I'm like smelling him, and I'm like are you are you okay? Do you need to go to the bathroom? Do you want to go clean up or something? Or, are you, you know, I'm trying to be sensitive, right? And trying not to let on that I know, trying to give him an easy out. He's little, doesn't get it. Uh, and he's probably embarrassed. So he said, no, I'm fine. You know, nothing. And I'm like, really? Because I see like a little, yeah, like, a little patty, yeah, you know, <laughs> like on the back there, right? But I don't, of course I don't say that to him, but I'm like, I could see like, once I figured out it was him, I could see there was a little patty. And I'm like, mm, you got a little poop petty. I was like, fuck. All right. So then I'm like, okay. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out, again, I'm new to teaching at this point. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. So I run to the instructor. I'm like, what? Well, fuck. You know, this and this happened. And he's like, oh, crap. Well, get him to the bathroom, man. Like, you know, get him out of here. Get him off the mats. I think he, I'm pretty sure he left like a little, a little nugget, you know, on the mat, which yeah. was another problem. Yeah. But yeah. So I take that, you know, I take that kid. I take him to his mom. Very sensitively, but you know, I try to tell her what happened. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I think he, you know, he pooed himself, you know. <laughs> he goes away. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking rough, man. <laughs> it's, so the, the mom is like, okay, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, fucking smell him, you know? Yeah. And so she's like, okay, well, let me take him. I'm, I'm gonna take him. So she takes him and she spends like a, the rest of the class, another 30 minutes or whatever it was, in the bathroom. She pops out of the bathroom. And she's like, oh, there was nothing there. He's fine. And I'm like, you are so full of shit. You know, like, they're, they're you it know. Was, like, at
1: one point, full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Those pants were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, and I'm like, whatever, you know, do whatever you want to do with a safe face. I don't care, you know, but get that kid and all his bacteria off the mat. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. that's all I cared about is, like, it's I didn't. i a health I, hazard. <laughs> it's a health hazard. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass the child. I want to be sensitive to everybody's feelings and and egos, et cetera. But I also, and I'm sure you can understand this, like you, I also have a responsibility, even if, even as an assistant coach, to the other kids that are on the mat, I don't want yeah. them to get sick. I don't yeah. want them rolling around in shit, you yeah. know, because yeah. I know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's,
1: it's pee's much cleaner. You know? <laughs> pee, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah, coming out of I guess coming out of the faucet, it's it's ammonia mostly, right? But then yeah. after a while, it sits around and gets bacteria. Yeah, yeah.
1: My God, <laughs> no, that could that could end so badly, like getting into somebody's eye or you know who knows what. But that's <sighs> that's a path. Not supposed to have poop on the mat, yeah. Oh, dude, it was, a, that sounds terrifying, man. I haven't had anything quite that bad. Oh I, man, I knock on wood. Jim might have told me one. There was one day, it either happened so long ago that I forgot, but he he, he told me he mu- he might have had to deal with a, a nugget on the mat situation. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think that's something that happens because that's not the first time I've heard that. I've, I'm pretty sure some other instructors that I've talked talked to have an incident where the kid left yeah. a little.
1: I think that just happens to kids every now and then Or mm-hmm. we're, we're all, maybe not kids every now and then, but if you have, you know, if, if you have a pie chart of all kids, mm-hmm. there's going to be some slice of the pie chart. That's, <laughs> they're going to poop in their pants mm-hmm. at some point, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the, and that nugget's going to roll down their yeah, pants yeah. and be left on, there you know, go, yeah, it's,
1: it's going to happen at some point. It's, it's going to happen. Child. Yeah. Um,
0: but uh, you know, it's just part of the
1: job, I guess yeah, for yeah. you, Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. that the, uh, what irks me a little bit is like, uh, on trial classes, I I, I don't understand why parents would ever think of doing this, but like, oh, can I leave him here? I'm like, it's their first day here. Yeah. And they're five. Mm. How do you know I'm not a creep? Uh huh. You know, like I know I'm not a creep, but you don't. Yeah. Also, he's five. Yeah. You don't don't leave him here with me. Like something could happen. Yeah. He Stubs his toe or shits himself or whatever yeah. X Y or Z. I please stick around. It's forty five minutes. Yeah. Please stay and be in the vicinity so I can you know if something happens that's out of my peer view, which is anything outside of jujitsu none of that is my purview like mm-hmm. uh please be around so you can you can handle it because like uh you know it's it's usually just me so it's like if i i can't keep an eye on another five-year-old if i'm dealing with your five-year-old you know so please stick around you know
0: mm, maybe that's a good uh little segue there too is just like what what about the little kids and oh, what parents should do yeah so <laughs>
1: oh, that, that's actually good because uh um it hasn't happened too often period, and it hasn't happened too often recently. But, yeah, in in the kids' class, if you feel comfortable leaving your slightly older child and you want to go shop at Target or something, you know, it's fine. Like, a 10-year-old will know how to take care of themselves for the most part. Yeah. Know? I really do prefer everybody stick around, and I know I don't at the moment have the most comfortable amenities for everybody, but, like, I think it's good for you to, to watch class if you have any desire to watch class because I, you know, Put put thought and effort into all of them, and I want to make sure that people are people are watching their their children be in good hands, and also just for the odd emergency here or there, like mm-hmm. I don't know, like there's a it's a headbutt or you know they got a cut here or there, bloody know, nose. Yeah, that that sort of yeah it happened recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know I won't have the hands to address it if something goes a little bit wrong. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be be good if the parent was around to help me out. And also, I want them to know that, like, you know, I want, I want, uh, this is a really weird way to put this, but I want witnesses. You know, I want, <laughs> I, don't want I don't want to be alone in a room with somebody's mm. kid, you know, because yeah. uh, I want them to know that everything that's happening is, is above board. I'm not, you know, there's, there's so many people, I'm sure, because they don't do background checks when you open your own martial arts school. Um, nobody cares. Yeah. You know, that if you're a, if you're a sex offender, if you did win kids or whatever, mm. it's a really uncomfortable topic. My background's clean. I can assure yeah. you, look into me if you want or whatever, but uh, I want people to, to be present as the kids class is going on. So they know that everything that happens, it's a high contact sport and everything that I do in terms of, you know, I'm playing around with kids too, you know question them a little bit or whatever. Mm-hmm. If they're, if they're spacing out, sometimes I tickle them or whatever to get them to, to, to come back to earth and pay attention to what I was saying. But everything that I'm doing is like absolutely appropriate for the sport and absolutely deliberate and thought through. Mm. And I want everybody people to to be watching and, and see that and, you know, build trust over, over time. And also every now and then there's been some kids that are a little squirrelier than, than the average, uh, If there's, like, a disciplinary issue where they're just not playing ball with me at all, like, there's only so many burpees I'm going to make a kid do. Or if they're being just, like, outright disrespectful. Like, there's been one or two times where, like, a a kid has just gotten really mad and Mm. smacked their brother or smacked another Mm. kid in class. I'm like, I can't have that. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I don't have time to lecture you. I just, like, pick them up by the scruff, essentially, and then, like, here you go, Mom and Dad. Let them know why why well, what they did was wrong. Yeah. Like I have a class to teach, you know? Yeah. So for, you know, for I get liability reasons, I guess you could say, I want people to watch the class. I want parents to be present. So they know that everything that's happening from start to finish in the class is, you know, thoughtful, um, well-intentioned and completely appropriate, uh, for their kids mm-hmm. so that there's no doubt in anyone's mind that anything that happened on the mat was, uh, you know, was, a uh, I don't know. Everything was cool. Everything was kosher. And also, you know, for the odd emergency. Man, I went on for a really long time. I could've made that a lot simpler.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's cool. Um so like I enjoy sitting there and watching you teach. Uh I honestly, uh there was one time where I, I was like, Hey, do you need some help? Do you mind me jumping yeah, yeah. in? But for the most part, I prefer just sitting there and letting you teach. Mm-hmm. Um I just I just, I think we've had this conversation before. I'd much rather just sit there and let you do your job. Mm-hmm. You, you're good at it. You enjoy it. Not that I wouldn't, I, I, I would like to teach at some point, but I'm cool yeah, taking I'm, my time.
1: Dude, I'm cool. Uh, if, if you, if you're there and you mm-hmm. want to jump in and help mm-hmm. with the kids class, there's never too many hands, Yeah, You know? Um,
0: but yeah. I I admit, I'll also, I will also enjoy sitting there with all the other parents and just talking nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, because I sit there and talk nonsense. Sometimes it gets a little... I'm like, dude, I think we we got to keep this like fucking PG, man. Like we're... <laughs> we're
1: I, I never noticed the the content that okay. you guys are talking about. I, it doesn't bother me. Okay. Uh, but sometimes it gets a little loud. Uh, it's like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> if that happens if that happens feel free to tell me hey, hey Edgar keep it that, down that is not,
1: that's not a hill to die on you okay know? Uh, if it, 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 it doesn't really, really distract the kids yeah. sometimes it, it catches me but yeah. whatever I can deal yeah. with my attention span that's not, a, that's not an issue that's not a hill to die on either um, yeah some
0: of those guys are, they're pretty fucking funny man that's It'll, good no, yeah. that's
1: awesome dude that's, yeah. that's one of the coolest things as an instructor is like when it was new I felt all the pressure on me. Like I have to entertain. I have to well entertain. I have to make sure that I know what I'm, what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm mm. explaining it well. And then yeah, I have to roll with everybody. I have to entertain. And I've got to like you know do cartwheels and jump you know and and backflips to make sure that attention is being placed everywhere so that everybody. You know that that it's worth their fucking time. It's yeah. worth their time. It's worth their money. And now it's really nice when people are just friends with each other. And uh, not that I don't want to interact with people. Like I, I do. Like I like all the students, and I like I like everybody. But that's that's the whole thing. You know, you you come into the gym wanting to learn a thing, for whatever reasons you had that brought you into the door. But I think almost everybody uh, ends up staying. Um, either completely or at least a very large part because of the friends they make. Yes. You know, you start talking shit with, you start talking shit with parents, mm. you know, having a good time, talk shit with each other, having a good time. You know, it's not all on me to just make sure that jujitsu experience is as good as I can make it is, you know, you want to hang out with your buds. Mm. You know? um, and that's great to see. No, that's always, that's always awesome. Cool. You know, I'm never gonna, never gonna be mad at that.
0: I try to, I try to be cognizant of, of uh, the community that jujitsu builds. And I, I want to share that experience. Mm -hmm. So like, so like, you know, I, I see you doing what you, what you can on the mats. If I can make things a little more fun with, with the parents that are just sitting there watching, you know, I think, you know, especially for me who is just sitting there watching and, and prefer to like sit and watch, uh, like sitting there talking to Joe Schmo or whoever, And making jokes and laughing, like, that's fun. That's fun for me. Like, I don't mind just sitting there.
1: That's that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I that.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's just, you know, again, like, I
1: try to be cognizant,
0: again, of the community, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: So if it's just, like, six parents sitting there, like, looking at their phones, you know, hating the next 40 minutes of their life.
0: Yeah. I don't want that for anybody. Yeah, yeah. You know? So
1: I, I wish I had a, very soon, hopefully, we'll have, like, a nicer situation for people to... To sit and wait, in. Um, yeah,
0: so.
1: I've also I've also
0: seen like where like you know I'll try to talk to someone and I can see it puts them off and I will leave them alone, mm-hmm. you know. So like I don't want to be a creepy guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like oh you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. You know I'm sorry. You know mm-hmm. I'll talk to this guy. This guy wants to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know I, I try to be careful. You know especially when it comes to like you know the female the females in the gym. Mm-hmm. This is like I want to be nice. I don't want to be you don't want to come off weird. Yeah. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be rude. But I also, you know, because they see me all the time. But also, you know, just, you know, like, that person's probably married or whatever. And she's yeah, just, yeah. just like, I'm married. And it's you like, don't want that. to
1: come off the wrong way. I don't
0: want any confusion. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of that shit. I don't want any of that fucking trouble. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to talk to me, that's fine. It's just, they got, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's them. Maybe it is me. Maybe I'm doing something that they don't like. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't need to talk to you. I got plenty of people I could talk to. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's a weird segue. No,
1: I, but, I, I'm cognizant of that, too, because like... Uh, uh, it's funny. Um, I do my best to not do this so much anymore, but like if there's ladies in the room, I at least introduce myself to them, you know, like mm. cause they're a person just like anyone else, I don't know why, uh, the knee jerk or like the default is for like men to like introduce themselves to other men, but not introduce themselves to the ladies. Yeah. So you could, that's respectful. Yeah. It was funny. Um, one of my, uh, training partners at Jeff's, uh, Mel. Uh you she might come up here and there on social media mm. anyway, um, we were at a midwest finishers a couple of years ago at this point, many midwest finishers ago, and uh I was standing next to my training partner chris, who's a a good athlete and a good competitor up and comer, and he's you know definitely a locally famous, and you know his stock is rising all the time and I was next to him, and I was about to compete or had just gotten done competing. And then it was Mel, who's another Jeff student, but she's a lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was at least four instances where somebody came up uh, wanting to talk to Chris. Was like, "Hey, what's up?" Dab each other up or whatever. And then I was next to him, so they would introduce themselves to me. And they didn't say shit to Mel. <laughs> it was an inch away from me. Yeah, you know? like it was. I was shoulder to shoulder with Chris, shoulder to shoulder with Mel. They would introduce. They would say hi to Chris and talk to him as you know that was the original intent introduce themselves to me and shake my hand and nothing to Mel on like four separate occasions like dude I don't know you're invisible or something yeah so mad, you know that's weird so I try not to be that guy uh-huh. but then also at same thing I don't want to like be weird like yeah like why does this guy want to talk to me you know
0: like <sighs> yeah this you know. is like you I think I feel like no matter what you do you're gonna lose there
1: yeah <laughs> a, a, a little bit but at the very least I think I could just introduce myself to mm. acknowledge that I saw that you exist yeah you know and then yeah, done, doesn't have to. We don't have to make it any any more involved than that. If you don't want, you know, yeah. to make to draw the clear boundary of like, you know, just wanted to um, be nice, yeah, yeah. Greet, greet another human being. Exactly. Now, how do we get on this?
0: <laughs> we we segue off of uh, oh yeah, kids <laughs> class kids class, and, and then talking yeah, about the parents and the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I want to segue back to uh, just some of the basics. Uh-huh. So like um, the other thing I want to mention, like. Keeping your skin clean, right uh-huh. now, I like I was saying, like I meant I sometimes shower before I go to the gym, or I shower in the morning, make sure you know don't smell like pee or poo, or I'm trying not to poo myself and all that other stuff. But the like, struggle it is to not poo on yourself. Yeah, it seems it seems to be hard <laughs> for, some reason, to for some reason for <laughs> some, you know, um, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm, like, fucking Jenkins, jinxing myself now. Now I'm going to end up pooing at the mat. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try not to,
1: man. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever it is, like, whatever it takes, carry you off the mat. We'll make a signal. I I'll help you out, man. Just, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm making a poo patty. Please help. Yeah. Um, so, um, but, like, do you have any uh, recommendations or what's your per, uh, per what's your POV in terms of, like, Showering after after class, shower as soon as you can. Use this soap, don't use that soap. Don't shower. Oh. What's your What's your opinion on that?
1: I I I don't really. Ha- I mean, definitely shower. Uh, well, my the, the the way my day goes, I end up taking like eight hours a day. Um, there's a luckily a shower at Jeff's. So like after our morning comp training, or if I teach a lesson, I shower immediately afterwards.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they say like super hot showers is something to avoid because it can damage the skin. Oh, really? Yeah. If you take like a crazy hot shower, it's supposed to damage your skin a little bit and it makes it easier. Because at least my understanding of it is I'm not a doctor, Uh. virologist, bacteria, whatever. (laughs) I'm not a smart person. Um, (laughs) Well, I disagree.
0: uh, I think you're a very smart person, but...
1: Do my best. But yeah, this is not my area of expertise but at least how I understand it is like the staff bacteria, uh-huh. Staphylococcus such and such or whatever that yeah. lives on everybody's skin. Mm. I think it has like a special concentration in like the armpits and groin or something like that, but that's on everybody's skin. Mm. It's like supposed to be there. The only time is it's a problem is if you're, you're nasty and you never shower and you let that culture over time. <laughs> and uh, if there's a break in your skin uh-huh. um, and then it, it, gets in there and, and mm. festers and then it becomes a staph infection oh, that's so fucked yeah. up. Oh yeah or like a uh, athlete's foot you know mm. athlete's foot is the ringworm fungus okay that is that is what that is it's just you know if it's on your feet they call it athlete's foot if it anywhere else on your body they call it ringworm uh same thing there it's just uh i think in terms of like health like ringworm won't kill anybody mm-hmm. it just looks gross yeah i mean who wants fucking like, a fungal infection on yeah but uh, it's, you're supposed to avoid hot showers, so shower it's something that's less than boiling hot. When I'm feeling tough, I'll take cold showers because it's <laughs> supposed to be good for you for X, <laughs> Y, and Z reasons. Um, and then moisturize. Oh, you moisturize? Uh, I don't, but oh, okay. you're supposed to. Oh, okay. Because yeah, like to, you know, to heal cracks in your skin and stuff like that, because that's really the problem is if you're damaging your skin a lot, mm-hmm. then these things will get in there and cause an infection. So avoid super hot showers. I don't think uh, uh, using any particular soap uh, is super beneficial because like, well, at least like defense soap or something like that. I think that's marketing. Yeah. I I don't think it's necessarily better for you.
0: There was something I read about the tea tree stuff that in combination with, I think another oil Mm. uh, comes off as estrogen. So like you get it into your system and you're gonna like you're gonna boost your estrogen levels in it. I you know. did not know that. Yeah, I don't know how how true it is. That yeah. might just be you know uh, you know gym talk. You know, yeah, yeah, like bro science. Yeah, bro science. Yeah, I, I'm uh, not sure how true that is, but uh, you know, I've, I've avoided it because I mean I don't want boobs. I mean I like boobs. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> just yeah, not coming from me. You know, yeah. I just you know, but you know, no offense, you know, yeah. against boobs. <laughs>
1: no, never offense. Against yeah. Boobs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, th- that's the only thing that I really, you know, try to avoid is super hot showers, and I should moisturize more because my skin gets dry. But I've only gotten ringworm once mm. in my 12-ish years, and I've only gotten staph once. And the staph, th- was, it was kind of recent, but I was pretty sure that was because I really kind of immunocompromised myself because mm. I was uh, cutting to 155 for a Midwest finishers. So. Okay. And, you know, I've run myself into the ground plenty in those 12 years, but this was probably the worst. And then I'm sure it's not a coincidence that staff coincided with that, you know? That
0: makes sense. um, That really does. I mean, like you, yeah, you, you, you starve yourself or you dehydrate yourself or whatever. I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to happen because you're trying to cut weight. Right. Yeah. And it, you know, it happens all the time, but yeah, I never, I never put the two together. That makes sense to me now.
1: Yeah. I think if you're, you know, keeping reasonably healthy and, you know, you're reasonably clean, you know, I think you can avoid most things. And then, and I do my bit and every day the mat gets disinfected, swept. So, um, it's, uh, I I don't know who, if there's been any other cases that they've told me about at least of, uh, of a ringworm in the gym.
0: I don't think there's any Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I've only been with you maybe over what, seven, seven months now, is it? Is it it six months? Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. So like, uh, you know there hasn't been any issues that i've noticed yeah. other than the one that you brought up but like yeah i've seen this I've, I've i've like i guess when i was a blue belt somebody got staff you know at the gym and i was like what's that oh it's this and this and you know and then there's like uh there's mersa or whatever like what's mersa i was just like oh yeah you go fucking lose a limb yeah and i'm like oh hell no
1: (laughs) no staff can kill you if you don't if you don't treat it yeah Yeah. kill
0: you (laughs) well i think one story that i heard was uh i may have told you this before but and i don't know how true again just this might be like an urban legend but apparently there was this wrestler who had contacts in and he was like wrestling or whatever and then the contact popped out and he put it back in and and he he, Yeah, yeah. yeah well he lost his eye and then his half his face and then he was dead oh shit yeah, he died. He was dead with I think twenty four or forty eight hours or something oh ridiculous. My God. Yeah, because um, it just ate up his head.
1: I I've, I've, I must have heard the same urban myth. Yeah, um, I, I, it's got to be possible. I think that's in the realm of possibility. Yeah, I be- always tell people like if they wear contacts, like do, do not put that back in. Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> yeah, no, just toss that sucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah.
1: you know, exercise it. You know, whatever you got to do. Like, yeah, you really actually clean it with whatever, whatever you're supposed to clean those things with. But I yeah, I tell people to not put the contact back in. And I, I don't know if it's an urban myth or not, that story, Uh you know, better safe, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and I I think there isn't anything in the, in the eye in the brain that can fight off a staff, you know? So,
1: yeah, no idea. Yeah. that's, 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 that'd be the last place I'd want one of those infections for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't do anything special. Um, I I just use Irish Spring. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. I, I don't do anything special either. I I just use Dr. Bronner's cuz I like how it smells, but mm. you know, and just shower shower often, shower after the training sessions and you know, you should moisturize. I don't. I've also uh I've also heard somewhere again could be bro science that people with a little more melanin are not as prone to ringworm. Oh, really? Yeah, and I've you know, anecdotally like uh I've seen that my white friends—they
0: <laughs> get, get more, the ringworm. Yeah,
1: they get—they get more skin infections than I. Oh, uh, so. you white people are yeah. gross. <laughs> uh, so I—I yeah, I don't know if that's like a like a real thing or not. Like, but mm-hmm. you know, I've you know played it fast and loose here and there sometimes. Uh-huh. You know, like, uh, actually today it's pretty gross. I'm gonna admit this, but like uh, after I don't have a place to shower in between these training sessions. Yeah. I wear—I bring fresh clothes to change into. But I'm I'm going into tonight off of. Uh, this noon's training session um, I just don't have a solution for it for the time being you know hopefully in the future we get a facility with some showers that'd be dope that won't be a problem but um, and then for a lot of my training career I've had to do that you know not by choice if Hmm. if there was a shower there I'd absolutely shower but I've had to do that and only up until recently I had the staff and I had ringworm uh, one time and those have been the only two skin infections otherwise I'm you know changing you into fresh clothes and definitely shower at the end of the night. Cause you don't want to go to bed with
0: Mm-mm. funk. All that you know. matte grease
1: no. getting in the bed. No, we go to bed with that matte funk.
0: Oh, yeah. hell no. Yeah. I mean, every now and then I'll see something like I'll see a, a pimple. I don't like. Yeah. And, or something kind of angry. And I'm like, fuck, what is that? And I get super paranoid. Mm. I'll go ahead and do whatever I can to like, get rid of it. So I'll go jump on like some alcohol rubbing alcohol. Mm-hmm. Cause I believe, and I, I mentioned this in in another podcast, but like the rubbing alcohol doesn't kill all the, all the good bacteria that you have on your skin.
1: Rubbing alcohol doesn't kill all of it. Mm-mm. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So like you don't want it to kill everything. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff that you can get that will just and sterilize everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. Just nuclear everything there. And you don't want that. So um, I'll, I'll just use the rubbing alcohol and I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep on it you know Mm -hmm. if it if it looks crazy or i don't like it i'll just keep messing with it till like till it goes away uh luckily i haven't had any knock on knock on particle board but like but (laughs) no (laughs) i wish i'm not that fancy uh but no dude like uh i just yeah i just uh i'm super scared of that shit you know Mm -hmm. i i definitely the moment it pops up i clean that sucker off yeah
1: Um, I mean, I don't want to make it seem like it's not a big... Nobody wants Ringworm, uh, but, you know, Ringworms, like I said, won't kill anybody, I don't think. Staff is a problem, though. That's a fucking problem. That's a fucking problem. Yeah, you know, we're in the first world. Thankfully, we can get medicine and stuff, but it's a big pain in the ass, man. It hurt Mm -hmm. a lot. Like, uh, I didn't want to train. Like, I technically could have. Yeah. Like, just keep it covered and, you know, take your meds and... Uh, your antibiotic ointments and stuff like that. And as long as you're covered, it can, you can train, but I didn't just cause it was painful. Oh and wow. Also, really? Yeah. It was, it was pretty sore to the touch. Really? Yeah. You touch it. And it's, so I mean, it wasn't the worst pain ever. It wasn't like a 10 or anything, but uh-huh. like, it was pretty uncomfortable. Huh? Um, so you don't want to, you know, aggravate it
0: yeah you know? and god forbid you know honestly i think you did the right thing and you don't want to go yeah. and then the band-aid comes off yeah, and-, and then
1: you ooze on somebody and get them sick you know? also that yeah since we're getting gross anyway it's uh <laughs> like uh if you've ever gone down these rabbit holes on either snapchat or youtube or mm-hmm you know, where they're doing these extractions. A lot of those, now speaking from experience, though, a lot of those are probably staph infections. Oh, fuck. ooze quite a bit. I'm sure some of them are cysts or whatever, but like I saw a few recently I got sucked in again on Snapchat on one of these rabbit holes. You you just can't turn away. That's so gross, but you're just like... You just sit there and watch those train train wrecks. (laughs) just like... Some of those are probably staph infections. Oh! Ooze and ooze. ooze. That's That's what mine was like. There was a certain point where it just started oozing And I wasn't supposed to, but you know, you're you're popping them. Yeah, you you would express it. Yeah, you know, man, I don't know how much of this podcast is usable.
0: Uh, No, no, the whole thing is usable, whether you like it or not.
1: (laughs) That co-trans is gross. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is the gross podcast,
0: Uh, but no, but Um, like, I I mean. I think these are the conversations that white belts don't hear. Right? They don't hear until as they get through. Right? You know,
1: (laughs) see a student drop off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want staff. I don't want anybody peeing on me either. (laughs) Um, Just don't smash anybody. You won't get peed on, and make sure you shower. You won't get staff. There you go. Yeah, it's it's not hard. It's It's not not hard. hard, You know, Um, Uh, some somehow these these things still kind of surprise people. But yeah, yeah.
1: shower, wash your shit, be no problem.
0: There you go. Seriously. So, what about people coming to the gym sick?
1: Oh, I'd prefer not. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a, well, for whatever reason, uh, I don't think adults really have done this too much, but I'll get kids mm. and they'll be like,
0: <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: Like, are you okay? Like, are you sick? Like, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. there has been on a couple occasions, especially like, uh, well, it's, no, it's normally only me at the gym. It's like, I, I don't want to get sick.
0: Yeah. That's
1: really tough to deal with.
0: Yeah, who's going to replace you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can't be, you know, like not easily at least. Um, And, uh, you know, I feel like such an asshole if I have to close the gym because I have the sniffles. Hmm. But like I should, Yeah, you know, it's normally always been... Um, I don't think there's any been any adults that have come in. Where oh, actually, actually, no. Isaac did it once. Fucking Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I yelled at him in person. so yeah. I just <laughs> call him out on this podcast. Uh, it's normally just kids where yeah. either their parents maybe don't, maybe didn't check in on them, mm-hmm. or maybe they don't believe them. Yeah. Uh, but they've come in and they've been, you know, sniffly or have a little cough, and they're like, "Hey, man, are you are you okay? Do you need water? Are you sick?" And sometimes it's on me. Yeah, I'm sick, or like my sister was sick, or my sister mm, is sick. Yeah. And like. And I, there's been a less than five, but around there, uh-huh. where I've had to walk the kid back to the parent. Like, hey, uh,
0: he's, he's told sick. me
1: he's sick. Like, I you can't know, have him here. Yeah, it's a bad look, man. Like, I I can't get sick, and also, you to, I don't want to. You know,
0: how do the parents take it?
1: Uh, they, they've always taken it well, and I've always. Mm-hmm obviously as respectful as i can be and you know, uh-huh. as gentle as i can be as diplomatic as i can be um,
0: i think you do a real good job with that kind of stuff too I, by the way I,
1: I do my best man like i i don't, don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and yeah. i make, you know try to be really diplomatic about how how i bring stuff up um but yeah it's like dude i can't i can't have a sick kid here that's just maybe you like uh, pre-pandemic i'd be like yeah whatever i've had a fever yesterday i'll go you know yeah. i'd get make fun of if i didn't go train like but you, you met gabe right he's like what are no, oh wow, really? Yeah, like, okay, whatever. Like go get smashed with a fever. Yeah. 250 <laughs> pound human. Um
0: I'm not a fan of it. Even before the pandemic, there was a guy that I knew, he would he had like allergies mm-hmm. and he was always kind of boogery.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not cool. Like I would rather not either. Yeah. But you know, like you give in to peer pressure and stuff and you go in and train. Yeah. Um and there was one time I got put out of a I got put out of a tournament because somebody came sick. This Ooh. was way this was blue belt way before COVID, but he was he was clearly fucking sick. Like, eyes are glassy, sneezing. Ooh. And uh, the next uh, a couple days afterwards um, was some Chicago Open. Uh-huh. Um, and I had the worst fever of my fucking life. <sighs> I had like 104 fever. I was sitting there just dying. And then fucking IBJJF like, wouldn't refund me or credit me for the next tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as the fever broke, I went and competed Nogi the next day. Wow. I lost, but like I, they weren't giving me my money back and... You know, I didn't get submitted. I like you know gave the guy at least a round, you know, uh-huh. um, but it wasn't ideal. <laughs> oh. So yeah, if you're sick, please stay home. You know, and everybody actually of the adults, aside from Isaac, that one instance, they have all been like, "Oh yeah, you haven't seen me in a while because I was a little sick." And mm. I was like, "Dude, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I think you did the right thing. I appreciate it." Um, it's only been like the the odds kid kids class kid that uh, has come in with the sniffles and then. You know, if it's bad enough, I got to send them home. If, if for no other reason, then it just looks really bad mm-hmm. if the instructor doesn't care. You yeah. Know, like probably the whole jiu-jitsu community is a self-selected population that's a little bit more cavalier with that stuff <laughs> than the people that are ultra, you know, COVID anxious or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I still don't, don't don't come to the gym sick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we all, everybody's got different lives, Got got to show up to work tomorrow healthy, you know, for different profession has been somebody might have an older relative that they're going to see soon just you know just stay home it's okay if you have to stay home long enough talk to me i can give you back that week on your membership you know that's not you don't have to you don't have to lose out on anything you know
0: uh, yeah i i think especially pre-pandemic it was all about just show up yeah, yeah. you got the tape you know you Pohada got a,
1: every day whatever yeah yeah
0: Pohada. it was funny what you told me what that means yeah. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. I have, I don't understand why it's like a <laughs> like yeah
0: I was just like oh every day <laughs> wow I'm not in
1: the mood. I'm, yeah. I have a
0: headache. Well, I'm I'm always in the mood, but every day like it's just, I don't know if she's gonna be in the mood yeah. every day. The spirit is willing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she's spongy and bruised. Oh yeah. <laughs> um.
0: yeah, but like uh, I don't know, man. Like uh, pre-pandemic, everybody was just like, yeah, no, just come in. Oh, I got this giant gas. Just put some duct tape on it. Yeah, come in. I'm spit like, on it. And yeah. On
1: it. No. I was just like, no,
0: dude, that, you know, that shit, that shit hurts. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, we're not, you know, going that hard all the time anymore. No. We learned a little better. Do you, do you, uh, do you miss those days? Uh, they're, they're good and bad. Like huh? if I trained how I'm training now from the very start, I think I'd be a lot better. Mm. Um, but also like, I feel very confident. Uh, that I can kind of handle what what walks in through the door. I and do want to. I do want to say that the uh,
0: the guys were talking on the snap. Is it Snapchat? No, what's it called? The WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah these these apps. These kids. Uh, <laughs> but the guys were talking about like how you took care of that one guy that came in, oh, who yeah. was spazzy. I, I, don't,
1: I don't feel good about how I reacted to that. You don't think so? No. Well, so. I guess if any, uh, for, for people that don't know the full, the full context, there was like, uh, I think he was 17. Yeah. He was 17. He was underage. He came in, uh, without uh, a legal guardian. And I, I asked him cause he looked really young. Like, can I see your ID? Hey yeah. man, you're not 18. I, somebody's got to come in and sign your waiver for you. And yeah. He brought, I think it was grandma come, oh. came in and, and signed his waiver. And then, uh, I had a few other people trying the class. There wasn't just him. Okay. And he had trained a little bit. He told me he trained for a couple of years. Um, and so I didn't have eyes on him right away cause I was worried about these two other gentlemen, two or three, maybe other students that are, were trying the class and were completely brand new to jujitsu uh-huh. and, uh, for better or worse, I was paying a lot more attention to them. Um, and I paired him up with, uh, paired this kid up with, with Scott one of, one of our blue belts. Was
0: it Scott or Tom? I thought it was, it was Tom. It was
1: Scott for the technique portion of class. Uh-huh. And I, every now and then I would look over and the technique that was being repped, I saw that the kid put it on with a little, little too much sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so before the positional sparring started, I put him with Tom. Yeah. Because Scott's great, but, you know, uh, Tom's a little bit bigger, a little more physical, mm-hmm. and Tom's down for a, a hard scrap, which uh, not that Scott isn't Scott, especially since when I first met Scott to now he's a – a completely different animal. Oh, even in the last six months? Then. Yeah, he's definitely, you know, um, I owe him some stripes for sure. He's he's come a long way. But, you know, uh, I know that Tom, he li- he likes a good scrap here and there. So not that Scott doesn't, but anyway, keep repeating myself. So I, I switched him just because I know, like, less will go wrong. Yeah. Potentially, if I pair this kid up with Tom. Potentially. Potentially. And while I was paying attention to, um, I think I was also in the positional sparring because it was odd numbers. Yeah. And I look over, and uh, Tom was was chastising the kid for some reason. They tell him to settle down, or I think I had just watched him slam Tom. I can't, I can't remember what happened, but that Tom kid, was, that, was clearly a little hurt. Well, that kid that kid was going nuts, man. He, he was going a little nuts, yeah. but like, how, I don't like how I responded to it because, uh, you know, to, to lay out the full context, um, as soon as I saw he had hurt Tom, I, I jumped in. To mm-hmm. roll with the kid and I lit the kid up and that's not cool. I don't you see from where I was sitting um, first of all like
0: I know this may sound like like you were punishing the kid but the way I saw it was you're keeping people safe but you were also showing him that you know he's coming he's coming into the gym and he's cause that kid he didn't come to train He came some, he came to prove something whether to himself or to us or whoever, but he came in with like a ton of ego, right? And granted, yes, he's 17. I didn't know that, but he looked young. I felt that the way you handled it, I don't know if there's anything wrong with it, to tell you honestly. I've had, I've had similar experiences myself, where I was that kid, where, where I, came in, I came into the gym with like something to prove to myself or something or some kind of ego, and they put me in my place, right mm. now many years later uh i look back on those days and i i i am grateful for that humbling because you didn't hurt him you didn't hurt him at all mm. like you just sat on him dominated him maybe suffocated him a little bit and showed him that you're a jujitsu black belt right mm. i don't i don't think there was anything wrong with it uh the mm. way you handle it but like i've i've been in the ring where where i came in like that and i got my ass kicked like, bad, right? Mm. And the way I think about it, too, is it's like, if I came around acting like that and maybe at a bar or at a, at another gym or something like or or someplace where these people are not my friends, where these people are not looking after me, where they're not going to be nice to me, like, where would I be, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially if I did that kind of shit at a bar, mm-hmm. throwing my weight around, acting, you know, all egotistical. Mm. I mean, the unfortunate part is... I, we haven't seen that kid come back.
1: Yeah. I, so that, the, that's, that's one of the reasons I, I... One of a few reasons that I don't... I'm not super proud of how I handle it because he had no business rolling with anybody else but me on day one. Mm. And he probably would have come at me with the same energy. Yeah. And then I, I, I'm i not 100% sure the kid had an ego. I think the kid was just dumb and didn't know better. Yeah. I think. You know, because he... Cause like, I I lit him up. I like cross faced him with with most of my strength. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I chilled him out and I held him. (laughs) I held him after the timer, I held him after scoring points. Like it's just positional sparring, just supposed to score points and reset. You know, I like, uh, I was uh, was definitely more aggressive than I needed to be. First of all, I should have been the one to roll him. Um, You know, the other two or three people that were trying the class, there were enough experienced bodies that could have handled them because I knew. That this kid was a little wild, and yeah. that's why I put him with Tom. Yeah, I just you know it's not it wasn't Tom's responsibility to handle somebody wild. I was just hoping that I, that would that it would be okay for him to do that. It wouldn't result yeah. in a bad ending like mm-hmm. it did. You know, And Tom didn't get didn't take any lasting damage, but if anybody's gonna take the risk, it should be me. Mm-hmm. And I you know was he was juggling. I was trying to keep a few plates spinning at the time on that day but it should have been me sparring with that kid and if he had slammed me i would have explained to him like hey we don't do that shit here yeah don't do this here please and i wouldn't have resolved it with violence i would have resolved it with some words and hopefully after some words the kid would have understood mm-hmm. but like i just kind of jumped straight to like the old way yeah just fuck the kid up a little bit mm. and i don't think that's great because that sort of breeds a culture of like if that kid had stuck around you know, now I've set the example that that's okay to do. Yeah. Cause I'm the, the leadership in the room. You yeah. Know? Um, and then like the next time he sees something that he deems out of place, he's going to think this is how we handle shit here. And he's going to go fuck that person up, you mm. know, or it'll result in him, um, just not just, just, uh, minding his P's and Q's when I'm around or when I'm looking. Yeah. And that, you know, that's why I don't think that's necessarily the best way to handle stuff. I mean, like I'm, uh, since the kid didn't come back, and it, you can't change the past, I, I'm glad it at least like amused you guys or whatever. But um, I, had I, I, if I could go back and do it different, I'd do it different. I
0: don't, I don't, I don't. I think you're being too hard on yourself about it. I, I mean, uh, if if you feel like you need to take care of that a little better, I mean, sure, uh, but I don't, I don't fault you for the choices that you made. Because I think it's good to be humbled here and there, you know. And, and people, you get humbled a bunch of different ways. Well, like,
1: uh, like so, uh, the, that's going to come naturally, I think. You, know? you think? Yeah, because I let's say I roll with him the first time he doesn't roll anybody else, he slams me once. Mm. I wouldn't have fucked him up. I would. I would have been like, "Yo, I can't. You can't do that here."
0: Like, if he would have, sl- well, hopefully, like, if he would have tried to slam me, I don't think he would have been able to because you know I'm two forty.
1: But <laughs> but like,
0: if he would have like picked me up and slammed me, I would have. I think I would have lost it. I don't think I would have been nice to him. Uh, well,
1: it de- depends how hard he, he did it, I guess. Cause there's like, yeah, if he'd, have, I don't, I don't know how hard he did it to Tom. I was only looking out of the corner of my eye, but like if he would a, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not sure how I would have handled it. Cause it happened to Tom and not really me, uh-huh. but like, uh, I, I would like to think that I could have resolved it a little bit more gracefully. Uh uh-huh. Um, but maybe not, man. I fucking I have I have feelings too. Somebody yeah, we're all human drop me on my head and yeah. dude, i I might want to kill you. Well
0: <laughs> The way I saw that kid rolling with with Tom, I was getting pissed off. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I was sitting there and I was watching the whole thing. I don't remember what was going on and I don't remember him slamming, but I do remember being like, Whoa, wait a minute, chill out. What the fuck? You know? And I was like watching. Like I forgot about everybody else in the room because I forgot what, why I was sitting out. I think I hurt myself or I was sick or something. And so I had just brought my daughter to the gym. And so she was in class. Was
1: that fresh off of like your hammy?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. It was off the hammy. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. yeah. Like I pulled my, my hamstring. And so I was sitting watching, you know, my daughter roll or whatever. And I was watching you guys roll. But then like, yeah, like the focal point for me became Tom and that kid rolling. Mm. And I'm like, damn. And I remember thinking, this kid's at a. Fucking asshole, mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was getting pissed off watching him mm-hmm. because he was doing a few things. He was being really rough. He was, he was, he was fighting the Mundials and mm-hmm. this motherfucker. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing too was like, um, it was just supposed to be positionals and he wasn't finishing when he, when he scored. He would he would keep going. He kept going. He kept rolling, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Aren't you gonna stop? Like, stop, you know?" And I remember looking at Tom. Tom being like, "Stop, you know," and this kid kept just kept going. He wouldn't listen yeah. to Tom, and he so, wasn't listening to 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 what the the drill was about because we were just doing positional. And a
1: little more context. Um, so that kid's man English was that kid's seventh language. Oh, he the keep like, Hi, by really oh. rudimentary, but he didn't know tons of English.
0: Oh. So that's,
1: that's on me again. Like, mm-hmm. if you didn't understand, like, what the terms of the positionals were, it was probably a language barrier thing, and because he's a shy kid, he, he didn't think to ask. Oh, that's
0: too bad. So, like. What was he, like, Russian or something? Uh,
1: uh, Macedonian, Macedonian. Macedonian, okay. Um, I can't, can't, I think it was Macedonia. It was, one of, it was something I didn't quite expect. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- that's, again, on me a little bit because I knew that the kid didn't have super strong English, but it was strong enough to to me, for me to explain to him that he needed uh, a parent or guardian to sign the waiver. And, yeah. You know, he, he knew, you know, a little bit of conversational English, but it was, uh, you know, it wasn't his first language. I guess he wasn't, his English wasn't so, so bad, but it wasn't his first language, and I can see where maybe he just didn't get where the positional, uh, sparring started and ended mm-hmm. like, uh, and I made too many assumptions on what he, what he knew about rule sets because he told me he had trained a couple of years. Mm. Um, so, that, so
0: maybe he didn't understand positionals, the concept of positionals. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a, it's a little bit of a stretch for me to, uh, to believe that he didn't know slamming wasn't allowed. I can't imagine they would just allow tons of slamming and whatever Jimmy used to train at, but maybe man, cause like sometimes, uh, uh, those European gyms, from what I hear, yeah. sometimes they're a little bit wild. So, yeah, sometimes it's like kill or be killed type of deal. Yeah. So, it, the, he could have come from one of those. But, uh, yeah, if I if I could do it over, I would have rolled him myself and maybe it could have gone a little bit better. And then, after lighting them up a little bit, I afterwards, I'm like, hey, man, like we can't, you can't roll like this. Like we can, I, we can have a roll like that every time Mm. because you don't know how to chill out. But I told him, I'd rather not have that kind of student. A lot of us have to do, have to go to work the next day and have to be functional. We can't be injuring people like that. You have to, you know, roll a little bit more carefully. And then like, we, I apologized to him, like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have gotten angry. And he apologized too. And, you know, we made up for it. And then at the end he asked me how much it was and I told him and I I kind of expected to see him back, but then in the back of my head, I'm like, if he doesn't come back, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't need somebody that's going to need a constant eye on them, too, you know, to make yeah. sure they're not fucking slamming people. Um, yeah,
0: that kid would have taken a while to get a the hang yeah, of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and there's been... It's actually funny. Uh, and I love Tom. Though, uh, like, Tom's, Tom's awesome. He's like, you know, I gave him his blue belt and he a super upstanding guy. Tom was actually a person that when he first came, I had to tell to dial back a tiny bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, I, he, you could tell he's maybe a little bit of a competitive personality and he, he did. I can't remember what it was at this point, but he did some things in the very early days that were just a little bit needlessly rough. Yeah. You know, nothing, nothing terrible. Mm. I mean, we cleared it up in, in one conversation. Um, but uh, yeah, he it was, it was it's fun it's ironic I guess uh, <laughs> that he got saddled with somebody who was a little rough and uh, not Tom was not nearly as rough uh, at his worst than as this kid was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny. I did have to have in the very early days one one of those little conversations with Tom. Like it's you know you can try to kill me, but like look out for your training partner because you know it's a, it's a rough way to it's a rough way to to train jujitsu if we're always doing stuff like. Digging elbows in places and putting excessive pressure—you know that sort of thing.
0: Digging elbows. So that's a good kind of uh, uh, thing. I wanted to bring up. Is there anything that you would steer students away from?
1: Just anything that's gonna gonna be unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but you, you wouldn't. You would be like, okay, you can stop doing the the elbow thing.
1: Uh, but only because uh, it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. To Like if you're trying to dig your elbows into my thighs to open the close guard, anybody halfway good, they're they're either just not going to even if you just let them do it, it will not result in their close guard opening uh, and it'll probably just piss them off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, you know, if you have rapport with the person, as long as you're not doing anything illegal or clearly unsafe, you know, just go for it, man. Yeah. Like there's like uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't cross face a complete stranger with all my strength. But if it's like somebody that's my buddies and they're very tough and I get a crossface, I'm going to put it on as hard as I need to, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, to to get my next objective done. So you,
0: know? you wouldn't do it to a stranger, but you do it to
1: your friends. Well, yeah, because they do it to me too, you know, <laughs> like, uh, like when Chris and I uh, go at it. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, he doesn't pull a lot of his punches, you know. Uh, only enough to, to keep each other safe. But like, otherwise, like, those heel hooks come on fast. Oof. Those smash passes come on hard. You know? <laughs> um, and same, same thing. Like, last time he tried to buggy choke me, I cross-faced him with everything I had plus his own weight. You know, like, uh, and I didn't feel bad about it at all. Because <laughs> the last time he finished a buggy choke on me, he fucking uh, put the footage up on Instagram, the motherfucker. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you show me getting out of this buggy choke. <laughs> show that next. <laughs> That's, uh, I think that, that wins in that rock, paper, scissors is a, a really, a really hard crossface will win against a buggy choke because they, they end up, like, basically stacking themselves and putting uh-huh. their own weight behind the crossface, so... Okay. Yeah. The last time we had that battle, uh-huh. I, I stacked them and put, my shoulder into his throat and he had to let it go. So, <laughs> but I, I was pretty close to like losing my footing on the, the cross face, uh-huh. and maybe him finishing me. So, um,
0: yeah, that buggy choke stuff is, uh, that's an interesting, interesting choke. Cause you, you think, Oh, this is nothing.
1: No, yeah, it's it's one of those things that old school people would make fun of, but this yeah. shit works. Yeah, it works. You know, if you don't do anything about it, that shit will work. Yeah, you know,
0: <laughs> you'll, you'll fall asleep. Yeah, I love getting those. I love I love trying to throw those on because I know I know it looks like like bullshit. Yeah, but when I get you know, I haven't submitted anybody with it, but I keep trying. I keep trying, but man, yeah.
1: I should try more. I'm I'm kind of too short, I think, to, you, to get most people.
0: Really? Do yeah. you think that there's a short like there's a length issue there?
1: Yeah. It's, Uh, Chris has been able to get it on me, but I have trouble even sealing it on him, even just to, to practice. Really? Yeah. Even against like him not resisting Mm -hmm. is it's tough for me to get, get it all in place, Mm. you know, and he's taller than me, so he can get it on me pretty easily, but Mm -hmm. I don't think he's finished anybody bigger than him with it.
0: Yeah. I haven't had any, uh luck finishing it and Hamish one of the guys at the gym Hamish he told me that I might be too fat for it <laughs> and not so many words but you know but, that's a yeah, body type's a thing right? <laughs> and I'm like hey man you're trying to hurt my feelings like what the fuck <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean there's certain things I'm not like I'm not going to be good at just because I'm not tall enough for it or you know I'm not certain body type for it
0: yeah it's, well yeah there's definitely us. moves like that right yeah that's yeah. true of all of us yeah for sure so um one other thing uh, I wanted to talk about dating at the gym. Hmm. Uh, Do you frown upon that? Do you think it's a bad idea? You think it's okay? Well,
1: it's never come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've we've had a, a a female student at a time here or there, and I guess I know men can date men and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I think the priority. Uh, is that the gym is, as long as people comport themselves in such a way that the gym is still like an inclusive place for everybody. You know, like I- I'm, I'm nobody to tell anybody what they can and can't do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that, like, you know, leadership or whatever, like, you shouldn't be. If you're, you the, shouldn't if you're be the doing anything If you're the mm-hmm. owner, you should not be. Using your your school like a fucking hunting ground for yourself. It's
0: oh, not, yeah,
1: that's not cool. Yeah, that's like with, that's, with that's a gross look. Of, yeah, with any sort of like power dynamic sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like I'm sure I'm sure somebody out there has met the love of their life that was the white belt that came in, you know, whatever. You know, everybody everybody's life is going to look a little different, but there's a difference between that and I'm going to flex my black belt and get with these young and impressionable. Women, you know, yeah, and then just run through it like a wildfire. That's not cool,
0: dude. There's there's a story I was told. Uh, this black belt, he uh, he fucking, uh, he, you know, he was running this school. He, from my understanding, he wasn't a very good uh, black belt, but I I wasn't there. Again, this is just a story. But like, apparently, this cat started teaching personals to this woman who was married, and you know, we got intimate. Between mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and the husband found out and the husband used to be like a former wrestler, but I guess he was also like a, he was also a student of his as well. Mm. So when he found out, I guess they were coming out of a hotel or something. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah and handed like that. Yeah. And then dude, like the husband showed up, saw this, grabbed the dude and dropped him on his head and then everything fell apart after that like the school went away the students all left all it made a giant fucking mess you know and like again you're right like there's a there's a whole like you know uh you're in this position of power right mm-hmm. you know and of respect and you've misused it mm-hmm. Especially in that case, right like yeah, absolutely. you you've totally yeah. misused broke up it. A marriage over you it. broke up a fucking yeah. marriage and you lost all your fucking students yeah um, and it's
1: so weird that like a lot of times this doesn't result in any apparent damage to their business
0: does I've, that happen
1: i've I've heard of so many stories where like, yes, this guy likes to likes to hit on his white belt's like to bang his white belts on <sighs> and so forth, or is now banging a student that they knew when they were underage. Oh, that's fucked that's, up. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of it, and
0: fuck those it's, guys. It's
1: around. Yeah, it's and like. People still like people are like either just don't pay attention or they uh-huh. lie to themselves about it, but they still have students. They still have a business. Like man,
0: no, I can't. I can't think that's true, man. Know. I hope that's not true because
1: no, it's absolutely true. Unfortunately,
0: because I mean the jujitsu community is so tight, it's so small. It seems like sometimes that stuff like this gets around. Yeah, uh, you know
1: what? What? Yeah, it gets around, and like uh, I feel like a lot of these people lose respect in like the community at large, but like they still like they still have students that come in and pay their money, spend their time, you know. I think that it might be the start of their demise, but it doesn't always kill kill it immediately. Jesus like curse. like the fight sport stuff. Yeah. You know, like, all, all the time you see Cyborg post this or that, you know, get celebrated for this or that, and I don't know if he himself, you know, uh, but he's definitely been an accomplice to, like, these strange situations. Oh, you know, I think I know what you're talking and, about. Accessory and accomplice to, like, a lot of these weirder...
0: You you know, situations, yeah, 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 um, yeah, I've heard some stories about locally
1: that locally, too. Uh, no need to, to to get into super details right, uh, right now over the pot, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a thing, and it doesn't always tank their business. People just like they that, kind of ignore it, or like that you know, doesn't seem right. No, it's absolutely not right. Um, but the fuck, yeah, dude. Humans are scum, man. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> anybody, man. anybody gets a little bit of a little bit of power, a little bit of influence. There's always a
0: and they misuse it.
1: Yeah, there's always people that are trying to misuse it, trying to you know. That's uh it's unfortunate.
0: That's really fucking too bad. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, especially like, like I have such a, a love for martial arts and for the jujitsu and. To hear to hear that like. In my head, I think, oh, well, these guys will get theirs, right? Mm. You know, the, the whole community is going to find out. Mm-hmm. And this guy's going to be, you know, exercised or whatever. He's going to be excluded, excommunicated, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. But, you know, it, I didn't know that, that, that people get away with this.
1: Yeah. The, I mean, I think it's getting harder and harder these mm-hmm. days, which is good. Um, but yeah, you still hear about it, you still, uh, you still see it, and it's gross. And hopefully, it it does end up taking care of itself, or you know, people choose to spend their their money and their dollar elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: well, at least in the case of this this story that I told you about, like that guy, he lost everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know, because I think he was married too, and he got it. He ended up getting a divorce. Like he broke up two marriages and lost a business, and then all his students kicked him out and started a new gym. Wow. Yeah.
1: Good. Good for them. Yeah. So many times, like. Uh... In so many other instances I, I know that this doesn't happen. I know that they're just like, Well, not my pig, not my farm and they just go on as business as usual, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: No, dude. Fuck that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Fuck that. <laughs> absolutely fuck that. <laughs>
0: fuck that. That's some fucking that's some bullshit. There's
1: plenty of places to meet women, man. Like you can't you're to like, find a partner to you know, millions of apps, fucking Yeah. Go out like a normal person, or however people used to do it in the, the library. Target. What, I don't know what people <laughs> the did, or, yeah, used to do. The library. Yeah. Like, there's no no reason you need to be using your own little business, your own your own little sad hill that you're the king of to to start. You know.
0: No. Yeah. Don't poo where you eat. Yeah. So, um, what what's your feelings on people wearing branded gear from another school?
1: Oh, I don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. Not not a single shit.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, there's uh, there's been times where I've been wearing like a shirt, and I'm like, I'm on the way to your gym, and I'm like, fuck, I got I got this no, old d- shirt.
1: Never mind, dude. I I'm not gonna give a single fuck about that. Oh, no, dude,
0: no. I turned around and went back and, and changed I, I, my shirt. I
1: appreciate the sentiment where that came from, but that's nah, uh, never gonna bother me. Oh, okay. You know, as long as it's not, you know, the the rules the rules of any other any other you know establishment probably you don't want a, a shirt that says fuck you or, you know, <laughs> fuck the police or something, you know, I, something without profanity on yeah. you know, preferably, but I, you know. Oh, shit. come in with a Gracie Baja or whatever. Even yeah. if you came in with, a, with like, a comprito shirt or yeah. whatever,
0: you know. I don't think I would wear – I don't know if I would wear a Gracie Baja shirt. I don't have one, but I don't think I would Is ever any, wear.
1: Any, any brand, any gym, <laughs> I don't care. Not, not, not a single – this will not trouble me a moment. You know? mm. uh, and I, I think it's weird that – uh that anybody feels threatened by it. Mm. You know, I also think it's weird when gyms like force you to wear their merch. I fucking hate that. Get out of here, man. Like, don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, this is a prevailing, this is the newly prevailing sentiment. I think among like the newer consumer of martial arts is like, this is a transaction, you know, like I pay you for goods and services, the goods and services should meet my expectation. Mm -hmm. And if not, I don't owe them an explanation. Like, you know, that's another thing I repeat a little too often. If Denny's burns my eggs, I'm not going to go back. Mm. You know, I, I don't even necessarily need to complain. Yeah. You know, they'll figure out when they see nobody there. Mm. You
0: know? <laughs> no, 100%. <laughs> um, I do the same thing. Like, I don't I don't complain. I don't say anything. I'll give people, I'll, I'll if I like the place, I'll give them one, two, maybe even three chances.
1: Yeah, and that's like, that's what uh, I think that, they should take that as a they should be grateful for that feedback cuz like uh especially in a position like where you're the the head instructor of a martial arts school i'm i i came up in an environment where i was where i saw that there was a lot of adulation that the guy didn't deserve but then also they would their actions would speak differently mm. you know they'd come late for class they'd skip the technique they would not pay their dues sometimes they'd fucking try to come in without paying their dues or um you know uh so they would they'd be kissing his ass with one hand pair of lips whatever you want to call it but then <laughs> then they would be acting honestly on the other hand you mm. know like they wouldn't be showing up to classes or um so they're going to tell you one way or the other you know if and you should be grateful if they tell you honestly like oh hey like People don't like when you do this. Yeah, that's why people don't come on this day, or that's why people have been coming less often, or that's why people stop coming. Yeah, you know, you should be grateful when somebody gives you that kind of criticism, because it's a, like, and I, uh, I might be annoying about it. Like, if I ask you or ask uh, some of the other guys, like, hey, let me know if like, uh, if this is if this is well received, or if like, if people say stuff, you know, that mm. they're not, they don't necessarily feel comfortable telling me, and I, I do my best to stay approachable on all of these things. Like I, I, I try to make it aware that I value a constructive criticism here and there. Um, but yeah, like uh, sometimes I feel like if I do something poorly or I do something wrong or I do something that people don't like, that I'll be the last to hear about it. Yeah. They don't want to like, I don't know, make the instructor mad or whatever. You know? yeah. I, I don't want to ever be put on a pedestal like that.
0: I think you're going to end up being on a pedestal because you have the black belt regardless. Cause I mean, and I say this, you know, and please don't take offense to this at all, because I don't mean any by it. But like, I was sitting in the room. I remember you were like either walking around, or you were maybe waiting for a round, or maybe you know you were in the room. But the white belt was asking me questions, and I'm like, why don't you just ask the black belt?
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, like why why are you asking this dummy? You know, and then at the end I have to be like, well, you know, because there there are occasions where like i know something i i think i know it well but then you show me a little a little tweak or you show me something and so like i'll say okay you know this is how i do it but you know if Ramses tells you better do what Ramsey tells you you know mm. so like in my head i'm thinking you could just fucking ask him yourself yeah yeah <laughs> you know?
1: uh yeah, uh, yeah l- let let them know like, Yeah. i don't necessarily know if they they don't feel comfortable asking me directly but you can always let them know like hey he's he's cool with questions he's mm-hmm. cool with whatever you know? um I yeah.
0: think I think it, it's it's the black belt, you know. It's just like it puts this weird little fucking force field aura thing on you, yeah. And then they're like, I didn't
1: ask for that, you know. <laughs> I
0: don't I don't want to ask the black belt because he, you know, you know, I'm gonna look stupid,
1: you know. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, who knows? I, I I don't want that ever, you know. Yeah. Um. Same with Jeff. Jeff doesn't doesn't want that ever. Like my teacher, he, you know. And it's so funny because like Jeff's a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. Um. And like I'd hang out with them, you know. I I would uh obviously I train with him. Um, but like, uh, he is basically just a normal person. Yeah. And because all of these other knuckleheads have like dug a hole and then set the bar there, yeah. you know, <laughs> just, just being a normal dude, you know, like, <laughs> baseline level of respect for people you know, like all, Oh shit. He is. He's awesome. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> look
0: at this guy. He doesn't sleep with his students. Yeah. He takes a shower. Yeah. He knows how to tie his belt. He, you know, he remembers my name. <laughs> yeah. like, that's like the, the gold standard. Yeah. yeah. He oh. doesn't smell. Wow. He's so special. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's funny. It's great, dude. I always yeah. have a job because it's last several generations, you know, <laughs> tank to the expectation. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, you know.
0: And you're talking about Jeff Seraphin, right? Yes. Yeah. Just in case uh, the students yeah, are wondering, or not yeah. the students, but the listeners are, are wondering who it is.
1: Yeah, Jeff Seraphin. He's awesome dude. Awesome jiu player and an awesome human being. I'm super glad that I found uh, found that group. Yeah. You know, aside from the group that we made here, it's a bunch of awesome people. You know, for a long time, it felt like uh, homeless, in a sense. Oh, really? Yeah, a little bit.
0: What, well, in terms of, like, you finding the gym or getting the gym started or just...
1: Well, I mean, I'm uh I definitely don't know everything i'm I'm pretty aware of like the gaps in my knowledge and like uh you know the things that I need to improve on and uh you know having somebody more experienced to bounce questions off of and you know that's always super helpful and mm-hmm. you know I lucked out that I have somebody that knowledgeable and that uh approachable and that accessible so near me you yeah. Know, like, um, I wouldn't know uh, where else would be a good fit for me. Honestly, I, I mean, there's a lot of places I haven't tried, a lot of people I haven't interacted with, but like, it's just a really nice fit. Like our philosophies line up, and he's just like a wealth of knowledge. Um, I just feel fortunate that I found um, him and his group.
0: Yeah. So. so like, it's interesting that you use that phrase that that you felt like homeless because until I found this gym with you. I also felt a little homeless, Mm -hmm. you know. It's been I've been bouncing around different gyms, and I'm just like, man, I was getting to the point. I was like, is there? Does anybody know what they're fucking talking about? Like, (laughs) you know, like it it just like I can't go back to Viana Brothers because they're in they're in fucking Logan Square. They're they're an hour and a half at best from here. That's a long ass fucking drive, and I got the kids, the family, the job, all that stuff. They're in Logan Square. Yeah, they're in Logan Square.
1: That's where I live. I should I should visit them by now. Yeah, Yeah,
0: they're they're right on uh, Milwaukee, um, right off of Western, about like a mile in, before you get the way before like they're in in between Western and California on Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, I'm so close to there. I should I should drop in.
0: No. Let, let them know, let them know uh, you, you know me. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but like, uh, but those, those guys, those guys were great. And to leave that place and then bounce around and then try to look for a place for a minute there, there was, cause there were like sprints of like six months or three months or whatever where there, I didn't have a place to train. And it was like, I was like, fuck, I felt so disconnected. Mm-hmm. And then, like at one point we made a, I made a bunch of friends we had we had this gym right here, but like it was right on you know it was right real close, that gym folded, everybody went their separate ways it's like I lost all my friends all at once, yeah, yeah. and so I was like bouncing around i couldn 't find a place to stay at. I met a lot of great people on, on the way. One thing that people seem to do right, especially in this area, is to keep the culture healthy mm-hmm. you know they keep they keep all the assholes out. I appreciate that, especially you know, knowing how many jerks you can get into the gym. But I wasn't finding the instruction I was looking for, and I was fucking. I was like, fuck. I was getting. It was weird. I was just like, am I depressed? Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. Like, because I mean, I don't know what depression looks like, and I don't. I don't think I. I, I don't think I'm like a sad person. You know, like I don't ever get sad. I might cry over a stupid emotional cartoon or something weird, but not like oh I feel like this. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't do that shit. You know, uh-huh. uh, and I'm not trying to put up an act. I just, I just don't. You know, but like sitting around not having a place to fucking go roll, I was in a funk mm-hmm. and then when i started rolling with you guys i'm like okay that's it this is this has gotta be the fucking place man awesome thanks man. yeah man, and so yeah dude i'm so happy that that i did man because now I, I don't feel as homeless anymore but i still feel like an asshole because i don't know everybody's names i've been there for seven months and i still don't know everybody's I'm names the worst
1: with names man like there there were some people at jeff's for the longest time where like we'd roll and like this is just this tall guy that I roll. At 7, <laughs> at 7 a.m. And then I, uh, it takes me a little while. So I'd be like, Yo, what's that guy's name again? Yeah. And I'd be elbow nudging my, my other training partners. Like, Oh, that's so-and-so. I'm like, okay. So I I get, I get how that is, you know? Yeah. Cause that's what's kind of cool about jujitsu is like, if you're, if you're a little socially awkward, cause I, I'll off the mat, I do feel like, I don't know, like it's not, I feel a little socially awkward. Sometimes. Really? Yeah. Like uh is easy because like, you know, it's it's a little bit of a language that we all speak. And, uh-huh. you know, if if you're a little bit good and then you, you, you roll and people will spark up a conversation of like, oh, that was cool what you did here. Oh yeah, I thought what you did here was cool. It's just for whatever reason it just lubricates the the conversation. The, the, yeah, yeah, just the, the whole social interaction. Um but then you can get by with just rolling somebody and not learning their name for a little while. <laughs> Dude, is weird. I've already asked you twice. Like I can't yeah. ask you anymore. I'm going to feel like an asshole. So I, I'm there. I'm there with you. What, what kind
0: of happened with, with me was this like, so like you show up to class, right. And you see the same person over and over and over and over again, even if you don't roll with them, you see them over and over again. So I don't get that opportunity to be like, Hey, what was your name again? Mm-hmm. You know? Cause that opportunity slipped way by, you know, yeah, it happens to me all the time. So I, there's, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. So there's that white belt that just like, you know, he's been in class. I've seen him all the time. I
1: don't know his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can always ask me. Cause yeah. I make a point. Cause it's my school. So. Yeah. Well,
0: I do, like, I've been wanting to like, I've been like, I'll see the guy and I want to grab somebody and be like, what's his name? But without him, no, scene. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just like cause I don't, I, because basically i i don't one don't want to embarrass myself but more importantly and i kind of don't care I, if i cared about be embarrassing myself i wouldn't have a podcast but like if you know but like i i especially don't want to like hurt anybody's feelings so yeah. it's like this guy has seen me for six months and he doesn't know f- my fucking name yeah that's mostly a yeah.
1: Too. i'm like Ugh. yeah because i have a weird name so like people usually remember my name And yeah. if they're like tim fuck me you know? <laughs> like, how many you were know, out there you know like, yeah help me a jack oh fuck me you know yeah um,
0: yeah that'd be the worst yeah tim what's up tim i'm like dude <laughs> yeah um so i think we've reached the end man we, we've been on here for about two hours yeah now. i've been
1: yeah it went by a lot, a lot of tangents, I'm sure. Sorry. No, no, God dude. That's here. That's, that's uh, why I call it the flow roll. Yeah. It was supposed to be about, you know, what to do in the first 30 days. Uh, in summation. In uh, summation. For at least for my thoughts of it. Um, I do my best to make sure that new people get what they need. Um, so uh the bare minimum that you that you have to do is just come and pay attention. If mm. you want to do things outside of that to to speed along your training, to supplement it, um what'll pay the biggest bang for your buck is just uh YouTube searching solo drills for BJJ and that'll that if you can master a lot of those movements on your own on like a carpet or whatever, that'll pay dividends um other than that within your first 30 days learn how to tie your uniform, keep your stuff clean, come as often as you can, uh, as a, you know, respecting your body's uh, rate of recovery, um, and uh, do your best to do things smoothly and deliberately while keeping your training partner's safety in mind, your safety in mind, and don't be afraid to explore. Um, I can tell you the goals of most of the basic positions pretty quickly, as long as you can remember those, you know, how you get to those goals is what the beauty of the art is all about. Um, you know, uh, you can, you can do it with the ways that I teach you, but even if I teach you a way to open the closed guard, how you end up actually doing it is probably going to look a little different than how I do it. You know, you're going to stand a little differently, distribute your weight a little differently. You're either taller or shorter than me, thicker, or skinnier than I am. So those things are going to have a, have a factor in it. um, Probably the most you know woo woo proverb I could I could hit you with is uh all techniques that I show in class or all techniques really are just sort of a vehicle for the concepts mm-hmm. and whether you apply a technique as I prescribed it cool maybe you will and maybe you won't most likely you won't most likely it's going to look a little different um, just try to pick up the the concepts behind the technique you know. Um, and, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I have too much more to say on that other than yeah. show up, you know. Uh, Shower, cut your toenails. There you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, t- nails. Yeah. Trim those nails, please. <laughs> not, I have really flimsy nails, so even if mine are a tiny bit long, it's mostly just affecting me. They'll bend back. But mm. some people got, like, claws. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Keep, yeah, keep the toenails trimmed. Yes.
0: Um, don't smell, please. Oh, yeah. Don't smell. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thanks so much, Ramses, for coming on. No, thanks uh, for having me this is Edgar Traves with my special guest uh, Ramses Bugarin from Living Arts Jiu-Jitsu here in Uh, Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. The music you're listening to is titled El Helado by Don Basilón. You can find that over at Epidemic Sound. And if you're a content creator like myself, Epidemic Sound is the place for you. They have a wide variety of music. Make sure you check it out. And when you do, Make sure you use my referral link in the description. One more partner I wanna mention, Titan Fitness. I love Titan Fitness. I actually use the equipment from Titan Fitness. I have the T2 rack in my basement. It's perfect. It's 71 inches. It's super affordable. I've already bought other attachments for it. I got the lat pull down attachment and I also got an extra piece that allows me to put my weights on it so it is perfect it's dope it fits right in my basement and i highly recommend it especially if you are looking for a way to like save some space you know they have really good prices and they got equipment that actually fits i only talk about the stuff that i actually use on the podcast and that's a piece of equipment that i actually use i love it so make sure you check out titan fitness and when you do once again make sure you hit that referral link in the description yeah so uh me and Ramses, yeah, we really, uh, we really talked a lot about pee pee and poo poo in this one. I don't know what the hell happened, man. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's uh, jujitsu is a very, you know, close contact sport, and sometimes, you know, stuff happens. But hey, I swear to God, just is not that, that gross. Yeah, yeah, you get squished. Sometimes you you know it gets sweaty, but hang in there, white belt. Don't let this deter you, alright? I'm sorry if this one I got really gross. That was on me. I had all the pee-pee and poo-poo stories. <laughs> so But anyway, uh, I got more black belts coming. Hopefully we have more stuff for you white belts. And uh, stay tuned. Now, if you live in the Chicagoland area, specifically in the Southwest suburbs, the Willowbrook area, definitely check out Living Art Jiu-Jitsu. Make sure you look up His website, livingartbjj.com. You can also find him on Instagram under the name livingartbjj, all one word. And if you want to follow me, Edgar Otra Vez, on Instagram, you can follow me under the name Edgar Otra Vez. And you can also follow the show on Instagram under the name The Floro. And don't forget to check out the website, thefloropodcast.com. And if you dug this episode, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcast at. And press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening. This is Egro Traves. We will catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Later.